Hello and welcome. Jesus. To Radio Free Nintendo. I am James Oates, and I'm joined today by Guillaume Vayette. Uh, you just, you really want to make things hard for me in editing. No. No, I want to bring the, I want to bring the fire. I want but, then, people- but then you whisper it. I want to bring the fire. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, April 29th. 2021 and this is episode 720 i'm also joined by john lindeman 720 great arcade game yeah it is um greg is not here because it is of course the nfl draft and i wanted to take a moment to talk to john john your falcons uh, i'm very pleased with kyle pitts at number four i'm going to ask you a different question though mm-hmm. why didn't they trade the number four pick so they have enough roster people to actually field the team at the start of the season. Yeah, uh, you know. Because right now, there's a real chance the Falcons won't be able to field a team at the start of the season. You could argue that they haven't fielded one for a long time, James. Metaphorically, this is true. <laughs> I'm suggesting physically they may not be able to field a team because their salary cap's all fucked up. This is true. This is true. Uh, we'll see what happens with Julio Jones. Uh, they're going to trade, so they're going to replace... Oh my God! They're gonna run. They're gonna run Kyle Pitts and Julio Jones's offensive sets, aren't they? After they trade him, they're gonna put a tight end. And oh boy, it's something to look forward to, John. Yeah. Hey, at least your football team has a name. That's true. But uh, Greg obviously cannot join us because of well, that. So, I mean, I don't even know why he's skipping. I mean, they're picking up like what, like number thirty? Come on. No, uh, that's, that's not even interesting. It's, it could be interesting. You don't know that. They're, they are. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's it's Greg, but you know, I'm just what? saying. Nobody cares about who the who the Bills uh, look, num- I, number thirty. The, the beyond, Bills. Beyond the Bills have Maybe. needs on the D line. I think they have a, they have a need at corner as well. And so you can get you can get a good D lineman or a good corner in the late first round. Now, granted, the D line's pretty thin this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, corner's a little bit better. True, but we digress. We digress. We do that all the time. It's it's it, you well, can't have digressions. You, still, you haven't from a even show introduced no, everybody. No, we haven't. No, but I want to make this clear: you can't have digressions in a show that has no through line. This is true. This is true. So I'm actually trying to I'm actually trying to rein you in as a host right now. So. Okay. Oh no, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so Greg Greg was unable to join us. Wait a minute. No, you're the one who started this digression. I already tried <laughs> to give the introduction. Uh, so because Greg is not here, um, we have decided to invite NWR staffer. Uh, Hold on, sir. Are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, I haven't heard him. I want to introduce. <laughs> There's just Xander. His name is Xander. I know his uh, name is Xander. Uh, <laughs> I'm deeply aware of the fact. I thought you forgot. <laughs> I actually no. did. I, 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 was I know my name's not very unique, so it's kind of you know. You you are literally the only Xander Morningstar I know. No, the problem was that that Skype wasn't showing you as on the call, and I was worried you were gone, <laughs> which mm-hmm. would have been insane if I introduced you. I was like, and lastly, we we're joined by Xander Morningstar. Silent. I think it'd be a pretty good bit. Like you just have a guest. Like also, Greg's also here, but like you just never hear him ever. He- I was I was really scared because I looked at the call. Because you had, I hadn't heard a single noise, and I was worried. I look at the call, and there's nothing. And I went, "Oh no!" Uh, I'm there. Maybe I'm just you're there, no. You're there now. Okay. Now that you're talking, you're showing up. Uh, okay. 
because it only shows people who are talking, but I hadn't heard. Does it like go into sleep mode? Like, does it hide people who just don't talk after a while? In in the little corner view, yeah. Oh, okay. I got, I got icons people who are talking. So right now I have your icon showing up. Oh, there I am. I'm waving at it. Here I am again. It's true. Oh God, he's in two places at one time. It's probably not the most exciting thing for a podcast. I was going to say this is fascinating. <laughs> it is. You're right. I am the excellent pod. I'm 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 showing, not telling. That's that's the whole. That, that's what we've been saying all along, right? Show, not telling. Your audio medium. So, uh, new business. You guys want fascinating. You tell me you want fascinating. You want to hear and not see. Just close your eyes because I'm going to paint you a picture of new business because Xander has the newest business, a game that you can absolutely <laughs> describe only through speech and visuals are not important. It's true. There is what have you been playing? absolutely no uh, visual component to this game that's necessary. Imagery is completely unimportant. Yes. In fact, I would say that um, wisely they have not even named the game after any form of visual communication. Um, <laughs> this is a new Pokemon text Snap. adventure. Yes. That's the real name of this game, by the way. I Up till the point i downloaded it i was like wow well, there there's no way they're actually calling it that right and and it showed up on my screen and there it was and yeah it's a new pokemon snap um uh, if you've played the original um i think and you enjoyed it presuming uh, you did uh you will find that this is the next step and uh I, I you know it's like one of those sequels it's like they didn't try too hard to like reinvent the wheel so it's kind of interesting that they did call it new pokemon snap because I mean, it's been it's, it's a pretty literal name. It is a new one of Yeah, these. it's like, in a way, it's not like it's a reinvention. It's more of just like, we're doing this again, but it's uh, it's in the Switch era now. It's not an N64 game. Um, so if you haven't played the original, I guess like the clip notes of it is, you, it's an on-rails uh, adventure where you take pictures of Pokemon. And uh, they, I believe Pokemon Snap was the very first spinoff Pokemon game. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the first it was, one. It was early. I don't know that it was first. Okay. Uh, I think it was the first depiction of them in 3D. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. So it was really neat to see them kind of like out in the wild. Like, oh man, this is what Pokemon will be like in real life. Uh, and this, uh, people wanted a sequel for so long. And this is kind of what that is. It's uh, like the next step. You know, they're in HD. The animations are a feature of the game, uh, which I'll, which I'll get it, get to. Um, uh, but a big point that people have is like probably, or probably thinking like, how long is this game? And unfortunately I can't tell you because I have not beaten it yet. Um, I've played it for about five hours now and I have been through, I'm going to say six different areas, which I think five hours is about the length of the N64 game. If you're being generous. Um, so I can, I can tell you that John Raritan who reviewed it for NWR says the game's about nine hours. Okay. So, Oh, wow. All right. So I, it's, I think I'm through six areas at this point. Um, and just because there's six areas uh, that I've seen so far, I'm sure there's plenty more. Um, but the neat thing that, that this game has is that they really, um, they, I don't know if milk is the right word, but like they, they do the things you'd expect to try to get replay value out of each level. Um, so like if you were to like just kind of brainstorm, like what could a Pokemon Snap sequel be that like what's something that they probably didn't do on N64 that would probably be something you'd expect they've done it in this game you know there's a day and night cycle for each level uh, which effectively doubles it um, there are um, I think one of the levels has like different seasons in it which I think is kind of cool 
Um, and then also, uh, there are different, like, variants of each level. So every time you play, you earn expedition points. And then those, if you accumulate those points, you up your research level for that specific course. And so, um, if you play through it once, you'll probably get to level two of the park. And then when you go back to the park on level two, it has a new Pokemon in it, or sometimes the old Pokemon you'll see are doing something completely different. Um, and so it kind of lets them recycle the same things that they've been using in that specific area, but to at least make it feel like it's going to be something a little different each time. Um, that way, uh, when you pick the level, it's not going to be like a, like a shuffle. Like if you're looking for a certain thing, cause there are quests in the game, you know, you can kind of figure out where you need to go to get to, uh, to that part, uh, the, the thing you want to see. You want to see the Pikachu on the surfboard. You got to go to like this specific, uh, this specific course on this specific level during this specific time. Uh, it sounds a little overwhelming, but really it's, it's pretty simple. Um, I didn't really feel a compulsion to ever go back to earlier levels. Um, but I think as a, I have not done, done too many of the side quests and I think there are a lot of them. I suspect that those that are there for you to go back to those earlier versions. Um, and, in the original Pokemon Snap, you know, Professor Oak would uh, harshly criticize your uh, photography skills, and that returns uh, nearly identically, uh, if not more so, uh, with like a, a few more like harsh criticisms. There's a new professor, um, Mir, which I don't think is named after a tree. I don't, is there a Mir tree? I, I don't. I don't know. Probably uh, somewhere. There's a lot of trees in the world, man. I'm, I'm guessing that's just another play on, you know, mirror and lens and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you're probably right. There are a lot of photography puns in this game. Is there is there like a prof DSLR or? <laughs> no. N- Professor Nikon. um yeah you're right there actually are um like the uh the organization you work for is the name of the region is lentil which i think is a part of a camera but i I think of the beans when i think of the word lentil yeah Um, i i i have some history with photography and i don't know of any part of it so i well if this like lentil with an a right yes the the i at the end so i I don't know like i i thought at first oh it's kind of like maybe like a different language like it sounds like lens in french but not quite okay so but it could be a different language there are more than two languages who knows yeah Uh, lenticular maybe Oh, Lent- maybe. Lenticular is yeah. relating yes. to the lens of the eye. I just had yeah, looked that up. But I didn't know that offhand. That's but. that's probably it. Yeah. You're, you're you yeah. probably I'm you tipping found. My, I'm I'm tipping my cap. I'm doffing my cap. Right now. <laughs> nice. Yes. <Okay. laughs> Lentil, as in as it relates to lenses. You did it, John. You nailed it. Thanks. So he, uh, Professor uh, Mir, he um, he's very talkative. That's one thing I'll say about this game. And I, again, I've only played it for about five hours. Uh, they, this is a very, very text-heavy, tutorial-heavy game. Um, like they make sure you know how to use a camera, and they make sure you know how to use a camera good. Like there's a tutorial for zooming. There's a tutorial for movement. There's a tutorial for throwing the apples. There's literally any action you do. There's a tutorial for it. Um, well, I, I presume this is because they they expect this game to skew quite young yes absolutely um and i you babies playing this game right now i didn't think i mean it's it's a pokemon game right like you'd expect it to be tutorial heavy so i didn't find them to be grading i just noticed that wow they 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 make sure you know how to play this game and there's like lots of menus that show you the controls um the um 
what was it? There was something weird with one of the control schemes. I'm trying to remember because it's been a minute since I changed it. But I remember the default being kind of strange um, with how you control the camera. Um, but, you know, you can, I believe, change it from inverted to verted. Or, or, did I just say inverted? You, you can change the camera however you want. Um, you know, they've got sure. zoom, zooming now. Um, it's great. Uh, you still throw the apples, except they're not apples anymore. You cannot throw a rock hard, uh, fruit at a wild creature because that could be considered abusive. So they now have fluff fruits, which are small red fruits that animal, that the Pokemon can consume that you can throw at them. Totally not apples, even though they look identical. They're, it's a common misconception, but they... I saw in, in, in French, they just call them apples. So I don't know what the <laughs> hang up is in English. I don't know why they can't just go ahead and yeah, tell no. the truth, you know? It's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, they had a million animations in the first game for donking Pokemon with apples. Sure. They, yeah. had, they had a ball that emits a gas but, that but, upsets but them. I saw that they call them soft apples, like mm-hmm. in, in French, so... There you go. Soft. Problem solved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Soft. Ad- that just means they've gone bad. I know. <laughs> you don't want to feed those to the Pokemon. I'm going to feed you rotten fruit and you're going to pose for the camera. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the other thing um, I'll say is that they also, I think they've gotten rid of pester balls, which was, which was the, the ball that like emits the gas in the original game. Um, I don't, I, I've not unlocked that yet. And I've un- already unlocked the, the flute that you can play to make them dance. Um, the, uh, they have this thing called a luminous ball, which you get really early on that if you throw them at the Pokemon, it like kind of just vanishes into the Pokemon and they start glowing. Like they have like this glowy texture on them and it's kind of a, uh, your results may vary thing. Like usually the Pokemon always glow, but sometimes they do something a little different. So like, like sometimes you throw a, an apple and they, it just bounces off of them. Like no big deal. I think it'll always make them glow, but sometimes like the apple, it'll make them do something else. So that's kind of another tool that they've had that I think has replaced the, um, the ball that emits gas. Um, like I said, lots of areas, lots of day and night stuff. Um, I already explained the, re- I've got like a little checklist of things cause there's just like lots of new elements, uh, to this game. Um, obviously you take the pictures and, um, one, I, th- I think in the original game, you could only take one picture of a Pokemon and save it. Uh, like, you could only have a Pikachu picture and, like, no more, no less. I, th- I-, I could be wrong with that, but I thought it was just, like, you could it only was, have it was, one. It was your best picture, so you yeah, would... Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. You, would, you would replace them in your photo book. So, a neat thing that they've done here is, uh, obviously, you can save as many pictures as you want now. Like, they've... They're, they're cool with that uh, if you have several different Pikachu pictures that you like. Um, but in terms of the like the photo decks that they have, uh, now you can have four pictures of the Pokemon. And each one is like a different star rating. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like the one star is worse than the four star. Uh, it just means that like each Pokemon is capable of being caught doing different actions or having different animations so like if you just saw a pokemon like in the wild and you took a picture of it that's probably going to be a one star photo and now you have that photo of that pokemon whereas later if you play the flute and they start dancing that's probably a three or a four and so you have like a glossary of each instance that you took of that that pokemon so you could have like four different pikachu pictures which i thought was kind of an interesting way to like 
keep your eye like you, I, I don't think they want you to like just see the Pokemon once and then never look at it again. I think they want you to kind of keep exploring with, with them. Um, like I said, there's quests and that these quests kind of tie into those star pictures. Uh, do you want to be able to? Uh, like sometimes one of the characters will ask you to get like a, a, a certain Pokemon. Like I think one of them is Arbok and it's hanging in the tree in the middle of the night sleeping, which is a little terrifying by the way, when you look up and you see an Arbok, which is like this massive snake and it's just like hunched over in a tree looming over you. Um, you take a picture of that. You've completed the quest and so forth. Um, Arbok is Viper backwards. Yeah. It's Cobra. Continue. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> was that a joke or not? I don't yes, know. it was a joke. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, had to, I was like, all right, cool. You guys are the worst just, improv partners. I, I, I just wanted to clear that up. I, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought he was being serious. Like, did you know it, it's Viper backwards? <laughs> I can <laughs> spell. Who's bad? Who's bad? The improv, mm. the improver, or <laughs> the improvies? Uh, I'm sorry, James. I'll let you down. <laughs> this is this is this is the worst. I, th- this is. <laughs> but this I is digress. The, this is the anti groundlings. Uh, you're gonna be like, it's RFN and Nintendo Report. It's Viper backwards. <laughs> like, okay. Well, look, we already got enough bad spellings of the email address <laughs> in the emails, so yeah. don't don't encourage them. Uh, um, trying to get back on track there. Sorry. Uh, there were Pokemon in the trees. Yeah. Speaking of track, like I said, this game's a, it's a game that's on rails. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of neat that they're able to kind of customize this experience for each variation of the level, whether it be, um, a nighttime or a daytime level. Uh, and each one has its own, um, research level. So there's like a research level one, level two, level three, just for nighttime for the beach or, for the park, you know. So again, there's lots of variations you can explore of the different courses. It's not just you're going to the one back and forth. Um, I found that the pace of the game, despite the tutorials, like kind of hands you the tools pretty quickly. Like I said, I got the little flute that plays the music. They give you all the things you can throw at them. Um, as far as the online goes, I haven't really explored that too much, and I just think it's just because the way I've been playing this game, I haven't really been given the opportunity, but I did look at it, and it looks like, um, you know, when the professor rate, rates your po- your photos, he gives you, like, a certain score, and so they've actually put a, it looks like a leaderboard up for, like, the week, the month, year, uh, so you can... I guess take pictures and see how you stack up against everyone else compared to what their scores are. Um, they also have like featured photos for a certain area during a certain time. So maybe I guess it's like a, an inspiration mood board kind of area where you could look at like, okay, these people are taking these kind of photos in um, under the water. And like, I'm, I'm really into that. Maybe I could like try to replicate something like that. Uh, and then there's also this other feature where the professor will recommend pictures to you that he thinks you might like. I have no idea what that really entails. Um, I think I took a few pictures of Quagsire, and when I looked at what I was being recommended, I saw a bunch of pictures of Quagsire. So uh, maybe that's what that's about. Um, I'm not really sure like 
how it's programmed to um, cater to you, but it seems like it's trying to do like some sort of Instagram algorithm type thing. Very interesting. Um, and obviously you can post them to social media, which is I'm sure what most people will do. Um, and then as you progress through the game and you earn those points, you get uh, like different titles that you can put like your different photography title and you can put like a little badge by your name. It's cute. It's all very customizable stuff. But in terms of like just the raw game, like it's this is Pokemon Snap again. It's just they've they've added a lot more to it because it's it's, it's 2021. They've, they can't really do the same exact thing. But in terms of like wildly changing the gameplay, no, it's 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 what it was the last time. It's just, you're, you're taking pictures of Pokemon. And if that's your thing, that's awesome. I certainly enjoyed it. You know, I think it's a, it's kind of a treat to just kind of go through this world. I haven't really played Pokemon as much, but at least in a while, but that's a, that's a new Pokemon snap. I, I think I covered that. And if you have any questions, but. So it, it's, I mean, this, this game sounds like they, they sure named it accurately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that the, the new um, prefix, but yeah, it's this uh, is a new Pokemon Snap. Twenty yeah, years I later, think, I think they should this is should switch to uh, you know putting again at the end of everything, like you said, like Pokemon Snap again. I mean, it's just like you know they're just <laughs> that since they're going violent though. Like since, oh, they since, they're, since they're going to the again? well too many Jesus. times, it's just like yeah, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe again. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> You but know. yeah, po- Pokemon Snap again makes it sound like they're on another rampage. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they snap again. Get to the bunkers. The, the first time it was so bloody. Pokemon Nobody snapped. wanted it to happen again, but here we are. Yeah. Pokemon Snap sounds sounds either like a snack food or an act of just animal abuse. And since they now, only let us throw soft apples these days, we'll yeah. never get that game. Well, they, you can throw the luminous balls and make them glow. And uh, some of the Pokemon, um, I've only encountered one because you know this is a big feature of the game. It's in the it's on the box art. They uh, they shove this in your face pretty quick. There is like a certain point where after you've kind of explored a, an area to uh, a great degree, they'll they'll have you take pictures of some of the like plants and wildlife that and I like. You know, like the hidden things that are in the levels, like there were in the original game, like the Diglett Mountain. That was in the, you know, things that like are a little less obvious this time around. And those unlock like a secret area, um, which presents with like a, um, a, a vastly different type of Pokemon that you, that, that you would expect, like very pretty and glowy. And that's kind of like attached to the, the narrative of this game, which believe it or not, there, there is a bit of a story to this one. I was kind of surprised by. Um, and as you progress through the story, you can unlock like different routes that are in the levels. Um, there's like a, this, this scan feature, kind of like in Metroid Prime, which you don't have to do, but like, it'll give you a little prompt like say saying hey there's something that's coming up that you can scan and if you scan it uh, sometimes it'll just be like a little uh, tidbit about the area some like details on the pokemon or like almost like the pokedex entry just lifted out of the pokedex and put into like the area that you're seeing it kind of like more of like a safari based uh trivia uh, or other times it'll give you like options to switch between like a left route and a right route so that way you can again explore another variation of the level the uh so yeah, the the whole like Pokemon hidden in the background thing that was definitely in the first game. That was how you unlock yes. the the Mew level. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I haven't finished it, but I imagine that's very much tied to the end game of this. Uh, and I applaud how much like creativity I guess went into um, trying to add variations of the same level because like you you are going to be going through like the same 
I would imagine 10 levels. Um, but like, again, there's that day and nighttime sequence. There's, uh, the different levels uh, that are like the, the tie to your research level. And then also there's some left and right routes that you can pick up on. Hey, Xander, would you say this game, do you think it has merit uh, on its in its own right, or do you think it's mainly going to appeal to, to nostalgia? I I don't think you have to have played the original. Um, I, I think if you have, and uh, I, I think the original, you know, it's it's an N64 game, I, I think it's still very replayable. I think, Guillaume, you played it not too long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I played it as someone who's got no particular affinity for Pokemon, the RPG game, like the mainline games, mm-hmm. or the anime. I just, uh, although I do find the creatures cute, or yeah. some of them, but yeah, like I, I found that th- there was something there to the gameplay that was enjoyable, and there was something to the animations and the interactions that was enjoyable. So I can, I, of course, the difference is, you know, 20, 25 years difference, and also like uh, $50 difference. Like <laughs> yeah. I paid $10 to, to play the N64 game on the, the, the Wii, and uh, I'm not sure I would pay the, the full price for this. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I guess in response to that, yeah, I, again, haven't finished it yet, but I, I'm going to tend to agree. I, I, I applaud how much creativity went into just trying to uh, create as much content for you. But at the end of the day, like you've, you kind of see a lot of it with, the, with your first go around. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just like, that's kind of, that, that is what it is. Um, if you've played the original one, I, you will really enjoy this because they, uh, uh, they, how do I say this? They, they, they have some callbacks to it to, that make it a lot more enjoyable if you have played it. It's not a requirement by all means or by any means. Um, even if you don't like the RPG games or if you've just never really gotten into them, like, I don't think you have to have at all you're right there is something to this um i didn't play pokemon let's go or sword and shield and uh, i think the last one i played was sun and moon and um i really enjoyed returning to this world i I think getting to see the pokemon (laughs) do what the pokedex says that they do i think uh, has been what keeps me interested in pokemon i guess uh the the original game I mean, one, it, it hit at that point where anything with Pokemon on it was going to sell 100 trillion units. I mean, this was the same time where stores had sign up. No, we don't have Pokemon. Car- oh, that's right now. Shit. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, there there was a period where like the, it was basically just massive and it was everywhere. I mean, it's still massive, but like there was this was still in the that first wave of the the meteor strike. Mm hmm. Um, but the one thing we didn't have at that point, we had the, we had the anime. Uh, but the anime was, and and I guess the manga had started coming out too. But no, but that didn't really have the market penetration. Uh, the anime was the only place where we saw the Pokemon act like animals. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they, they had any characterization. In the RPGs, they really were just fight bots. I mean, it could that, that RPG could have been about anything. Um, it just happened to be that it was about animals that were largely cute and had an appeal. It was the anime that, that sort of gave them um, personality, life, for lack of a better word. Uh, but it also made them say their own name constantly. It did. Which is one of the reasons why I could never... Well, I was getting but, too old at that point, but also like it's super obnoxious. But kids... Th- 
kids like obnoxious things. SpongeBob's still on TV, and that's the most obnoxious <laughs> shit in the world. Um, well, stoners also like it. Yeah, well, stoners like Pokemon, so you you proved your own point here. We're I don't good. remember them saying their names in this one, and maybe I'm used to hearing it, and I just I, didn't even notice it. But I don't remember. There is there is voice acting in this, but I don't remember the Pokemon pro- saying their names. Probably not. They probably just make noises because yeah. then you don't have to localize the voices for all the different languages. Because the Pokemon for all of its fits and starts does give distinct names in every language for the most part to the yeah. point of it re- feeling like obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even if the pun kind of works, they might still come up with the pun better in that language. It's like, I appreciate the effort, but you didn't really need to. Yeah. So I think that this game returns the Pokemon to a little more of that animal like quality like again when i first saw that art that viper in the tree just hanging there like i actually like had a moment of like whoa like that because they they scale them correctly uh whereas like in other pokemon games sometimes they're just as big as your character but like no this is a a massive uh like couch sized snake just like coiled up throughout a tree and it was kind of unsettling at first just to kind of see something like that um but other times you'll see like just flocks of the same pokemon like in uh in the air fl- flying around or like a school of fish uh it's just kind of neat to see them in that environment um i don't think you, you see those as much in the rpg games um you might now that they're on home consoles but um as far as like picking it up right away i i guess it's like you know make your own decision as a buyer be informed but i don't really see like um like a, i don't think it's a it's a i don't feel a compulsion to run out and get it right away uh, even though i do really enjoy the appeal of it and it is that feeling of the original game just more of that and it and it, it looks a lot nicer um but i don't think that you need to like like, this probably isn't going to be like a day one purchase, even if I hadn't played it um, right away. Like I just kind of, eh, it's it, the, the, it was my most anticipated game of the year right now, uh, f- but I I don't know. I don't know how, if I'm... how much of that comes to what your personal interests are. You know, with the animation and stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, you're probably right, actually. Uh, just because I've been an animation major uh that's really what turned me on to pokemon snap um i didn't really care about playing the rpg games just because i uh, visuals are a very important thing to me they're not for everyone and that's totally cool but like uh when i saw the other uh, rpg games i was kind of like eh you know not really my, i don't really want to stare at this for the whole like 80 or whatever hours um i guess pokemon's not really an 80 hour game but you it can be it depends on what you do with it yeah um but with new pokemon stuff like that's that's kind of what you're paying for right is to see the visuals uh, less star joke from the beginning of the episode go unwasted but um yeah, yeah. we wouldn't want to waste jokes around here would we <laughs> gosh uh i knew that would come back to bite me like a viper uh but anyway um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, well, you have to realize they are jokes. So, yeah, and that, yeah. I don't think that one was. But, anyways, <laughs> I, it might have been. Anyway, I, um, I I did really enjoy the animation of it, and um, like it, there is like a certain level of like immersion that you kind of get sucked into, even though it's like it's Pokemon. You know, like they're they're very bright, vivid, colorful creatures, and they're just kind of fun. Uh, especially if you've kind of grown up with Pokemon, even if this, this would be an amazing entry point. If you've never played a Pokemon game, if you haven't, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. But, uh, if you've 
played with any other ones. Like it's just kind of cool to like see all of these creatures uh, brought more to life than I think we've seen before. Um, but I again, I just I didn't really feel like a, a compulsion to just run out and buy it. It's not like it's. I don't see this as like everyone getting it and playing it like Smash Brothers or when that released or Breath of the Wild. Like this is kind of a really cool thing that came out or that's coming out that I think people will, you know, maybe they will since it is, it's got the Pokemon name on it, but it's just in terms of like what, what it's offering. Like I, I don't see like it being like the biggest, hottest thing. Um, but I, I say that and, you know, by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure it'll be like plastered all over social media and, yeah, but that's just me. So if you are really into it, though, you can get your Fujifilm Instamax printer <laughs> yes, you and can your cell that. phone and print from the game, I guess, yeah. somehow. I'm not really sure how that works. I have not seen anything uh, in the game prompting to do that. I actually wonder if it's like tied to the smartphone app. Um, maybe. Yeah, I wonder if it's so... You can so the Fujifilm Instamax printer is basically like instant printing from your phone. Take a picture on your phone, print it to the printer, and it's like a Polaroid picture. You know, it, it spits out a printed, weird, formatted image. I'm wondering if really it's just you can take screenshots in the game, which you can. There's a button on the switch to do it, and then you use the stupid switch app, uh, the in- internal switch, like sync to my phone where it'll send a picture to your phone over the network connection except it doesn't work and it's never worked and it will never work uh, and the entire thing is a lie um, but it uh, and then you can print it for like they're not actually integrated it's just like well you can get it we can get it to your phone and your phone can get it to the printer and there you go um, but here's a brand deal to put Pikachu on the Instamax printer like I think that's the extent of the integration <laughs> Is some lawyers signed some paperwork and some money changed hands. Yeah, it's like a big Pikachu-shaped printer, pretty much. Um, it's, it's, I think it's just a shell that slides onto the standard Instamax printer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think this is just straight marketing. I think this is this is all Paul marketing. This this entire thing. Um, just leveraging features that already existed y- you on You can just, devices. like, you know, like, save the pictures because the Switch has an album and then just have them printed like i don't think you have to have that yeah thing. but this has got pikachu you're right you're right i'm sorry uh speaking of you can customize your photos a little bit uh there is like <laughs> believe it or not there's a photo mode in this game and uh, it, it lets you uh put on little stamps and like change the filters and it it's kind of neat in that they call it resnap mode where it'll take you back to like the instance of the, uh, the photo that you took and it won't let you resume the gameplay. It's just, it's stuck in that, that instance, but it lets you zoom in or zoom out and pretty much just edit the photo that you originally took to try to improve it. Um, I don't think that it, the game lets you improve your score for that photo, but it's more of just like a you thing. So I guess that's something you could print or put online and you can save them to your personal album. Um, I didn't think there were that many filters though. I was kind of disappointed. Um, you know, the switch eras had so many great photo modes that I was kind of expecting there to be more filters and maybe you have, I haven't unlocked them all. Um, but it seemed to be just like changing the, like it, everything goes mon- monochromatic and it's just changing that color. Uh, which I thought was really strange. Like no, like, I don't know, um, oil can on canvas or comic book or, you know, those fun wacky modes that people kind of like, Oh, that's neat. Or game boy mode. I didn't see any of that. So maybe those are unlockable. Um, 
but yeah, I haven't, other than like, I guess the gameplay, like the courses and like the variations of the courses, I haven't seen too many unlockables uh, other than those and the, I guess like the badges you can put on your profile. Uh, and also, I don't want people to think I don't like this game just because I was, I was like, don't run out and get it right away. Absolutely. It's a fun game. I, my brother told me while he's watching me play, like, I've never seen you so happy playing a Pokemon game. And I was like, me either, <laughs> man. Um, so it, it, it was a really treat to go through. Um, I, I, just, I, I would recommend it. I just, I'm like, for $50, like, so far, not sold on that yet. Yeah, it, th- I played the original Pokemon Snap as a rental, and I felt perfectly fine with that. I ended up getting it used, because the N64 had a very robust used um, market uh, for, for not that much money. But, I, you know, p- there's a reason why the so the, 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 Fuji, the Fuji film printers are, are uh, harkened back to the kiosks that were at Blockbuster where you would plug a Pokemon Snap cartridge into the kiosk and you could print off these little stickers. There's a reason why they partnered with Blockbuster because this game is eminently rentable. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, Blockbuster is dead and people well, don't Well, there's rent. just still one left, James. Still one. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they've got the clout to pull down the Pokemon license for that, that one location. Th- that's true. That's, that's going to be a long line to get your, pr- your photos printed then. Fuck. <sighs> It's got to be a social distance there. That's going to be terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's there's definitely some challenge, um, in that in that space. So we have this Fujifilm deal, which is probably more just marketing than anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I I struggle with this game as a fifty dollar game, like because I could totally see a case where a Pokemon game like this is just a downloadable thing and it's fifteen bucks. But at the same time, I mean, you you touched on it, John Raridan, who reviewed it for NWR expounded on it that like this game is really is the most visually attractive Pokemon game that exists Mm -hmm. the money was spent and of course you're paying for the Pokemon premium too like let's not let's not kid ourselves there is an extra there's an extra surcharge attached to the Pokemon stuff Um, Pikachu needs new shoes Pikachu, Pikachu needs to get his nose wet you know what I mean yeah, even like the cutscenes that this game has, like they um they have like a very well done, um, high rendered uh, character models that like will have all the voice acting and uh, the graphics that they use in the UI. It's all very snippy and snazzy, like how it transitions from one screen to another, and it's pretty fast load times and everything. John said in his review, I agree with. It's just it's it's hard for me to be like when I when I buy a Switch game, I guess that maybe this is just like a me thing, but like, I sometimes feel like I'm buying a first party game and not planning on getting rid of it because I, I know I'm going to enjoy it when I buy it. I don't just buy things blindly. Um, but for like for the first time, I'm kind of like, I don't feel a compulsion to just run out and get this. Um, because I know it's such a short, quick experience. I kind of want to like savor it when I'm able to play it. And when I think it's, uh, less co- <laughs> like there's less of an of an emission i guess to get, to get into it uh, just because it i hate saying the words it's not worth it because i don't necessarily agree with them but at the same time i guess i do I, it's very complex to just say that and i don't know if i'm um explaining myself very well but it's just so it's, do you think a better price would be like 30 bucks speaking in the u.s yeah i think that's that's much more reasonable for sure yeah. um yeah. it's it's just it's weird because it's like how is this like the nicest looking Pokemon game? Uh, well, I mean, it, you, it has to be. It's right. a game all about visuals. 
exactly it's just it's like it, it feels weird for me to say like how is this the nicest looking pokemon game but i'm asking for it to be a lower price but it's again it's because it's like there's only so much you can do even though i i tried to explain in detail just how many variations that they they try to recycle you to go through uh, sure but it's it because they certainly is not it's not one trip down each course and you're done like it was in the original and for that game that was fine but for this, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if everyone will, will want to do all those variations. You know, some people might go through the day and night versions of each and call it. Because, you know, the game, it does not let you, I'm sorry, it lets you go to other areas pretty quick. Like, I unlocked the four later areas within, like, 20 minutes or so, It was like which is about four run-throughs. Um, and maybe it's just because I had quote-unquote grinded my research level on the other areas for a bit and so the game was like wow you're you've played a lot so now we're going to give you this and it's like it was giving me courses faster than i could actually get through them and through the day and night versions which i thought was kind of interesting yeah it's i mean i'm glad they did more than the n64 games like that at least at least to create some degree of of value in in re-exploration but still i mean it it's sort of inherent in the format of the game. Yeah, they could make more stages. They could just keep cranking out more stages. But like at some point, the the desire to see another stage of another set of Pokemon is going to to um, uh, lessen. Mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with a better word for it, but that's that's probably weekend is probably the better word. And the other, I guess, the last thing I'll say on this, unless you want to keep talking, is that uh, I. I love that, like, this game exists in such a high social media used uh, era because, uh, you know, that was not a thing at all with the N64 game. Right. Uh, even when it came out on Wii U, you didn't see people posting that as much on, uh, on Twitter. But, like, there there is something to be said about, like, how many pictures are you going to see of the same thing all of a sudden um, on your feed? Like, how many pictures of Arbok in the tree or how many people pictures of pikachu on the surfboard or what the same giant pokemon dancing like or quagsire jumping into a pool of water it's like i feel like you're gonna see a lot of the same things fairly quickly and maybe that might just having seen the same like variations of the same picture over and over again might even dissuade uh, people to not pick it up because they're like okay i've kind of seen all the cool things people are already taking pictures of so it's like why am i even can even consider that so it's like it's almost like it's hurting itself in a way um i guess that remains to be seen since the game's not technically out as of recording but i don't know we'll see i suppose cool i mean this game will probably be all over social media but i, I do think it's i i think people are going to be cognizant of the price and i don't think you're, it's going to get you know hit the sales numbers it could have but mm-hmm. I say that knowing it's Pokemon and I could be totally wrong and this thing could sell 40 million copies and well, I'll look... I gotta, I'll, I gotta think it'll also have a really long tail too. Yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be one of those games that people I mean, get even switches more so pick than, up. Yeah, even yeah. more so than most games, right? But I mean, they might replace it with another one. Who knows, man? New Pokemon Snap too. Um, this kind of game though, I feel like I, I would want to see... Years. Like, I, I, like, I didn't play Sword and Shield, so I didn't play the DLC, but like this is the kind of Pokemon game I would want to see DLC for if I were to pay. Um, the, I don't know. I, don't I, I, could see, I could see the argument, but if you're already in $50, right, you're, prob- it's like, you're probably willing to just give them money for Pokemon regardless of the offer. Right, yeah. Be like, we're going to add one Pokemon per stage. <laughs> Fuck, fine. 
Yeah, sometimes it feels like that. You're like, okay, what's new? I haven't seen anything. Oh, okay, there's a, there's a, uh, what's the new one? Um, Score Bunny is dancing on top of that, that little sign there. Okay, cool. But that's a new Pokemon Snap. It's it's a delightful a hard game sell. and uh, a hard sell. Yeah, it's a hard sell. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick up here. So last week I opined that I was not able to play video games because someone has to keep the world moving. Um, that's I, I took that responsibility on myself. Um, you are all welcome. Broad shoulders, James. Broad Bro- shoulders. The, the broadest shoulders, John. It's mm-hmm. the James broad, shold- broad shoulders at Jones. Um, can't even fit through doors, John. Just got to walk in sideways like a crab. Swole. Absolutely swole. Just jacked. Um, speaking of steroid usage, I have been playing MLB The Show on Xbox Series X, the world's most powerful video game console. Ooh, uh, which you know, The only reason I did that is because, of course, MLB The Show is a game made by Sony, and it's been a PlayStation exclusive since it first came out the, the, the 2000s, the, the early now, 2000s. Was this, a, was this a game that you have played previously? Like, were you I a have big... never played of the show. Really? Yeah, because I had this. I have MLB The Show. Oh my god, from like 2009, an old, old, old one. Yeah, for PS3. So, yeah. So I, I think it started in the PS3 generation. It might have even been a PS2 game. Um, I, I had the 2K Sports, um, f- uh, baseball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was so that the the deal used to be, and this is this was a long time ago, that each platform holder was allowed to produce a baseball game. And that one third party was allowed to produce a baseball game, and for excuse me, an MLB game. Uh, Nintendo and Sony produced an MLB game. I don't think Microsoft ever did. Um, and 2K had the third party rights, so they made an MLB game. Uh, 2K stopped making their MLB game. Nintendo stopped making their MLB game, and so for a long time, the show on Sony consoles has been the only MLB game. Uh, MLB actually got the rights to RBI Baseball, um, and they started making RBI Baseball, but it sucks. Yeah, I hold in my hands MLB 08, the show. There you which go. Which apparently, the reason why I bought it, I'm not really a huge baseball uh, baseball game guy, but apparently yeah. this one, I think, if I remember correctly, got amazing ratings. Yeah. Oh, the show the shows always review super well uh, because they put a ton of work into them. Um, and and for good reason, you know. It, the idea is that we we are going to make the most robust game possible, and because we are the only game in town, the only show in town, as it were, uh, we're going to go with it. Well, I, I say that because the announcers make that pun all the time. Mm, yeah. Uh, so first off, let me speak to the depth of customization of this game. It is wild. Um, in terms of Batting, pitching, and fielding. There are three control schemes for each. And I don't mean like A does this, B does this. I mean like completely different ways of playing it. There is a batting format where it's just timing. You just press the button at the right time and you'll hit the ball. There's a batting format where you try to predict what the pitch is and where it's going to go. Uh, basically like highlight sections of the of the zone. Um, and if you get it right, it'll it'll put the cursor right where the ball is going to be. So all you have to do is get the timing, and you will get a dead-on hit. Um, otherwise, you have to aim the cursor with the stick. Uh, there is a version that does something else where like, it ha- you control the stick to actually move the bat. Like you swing with the stick. 
Um, I, I I tried it for like a second and was not having any of that. Uh, similarly on pitching, there is a stick control pitching, which is actually the old 2K system. Um, there is a button controlled pitching, and then there's one that's like called pulse, where like you can feel a, a pulse beat and you press buttons in time with that to execute the pitches more effectively. It's weird. Um, there is all, the fielding has multiple options that are available. Uh, the game is absolutely replete with options if you want to do uh, management of your franchise. I am running a franchise mode. I am managing a lot of it. Uh, I'm managing the scouting by hand, although I don't need to. I've got it set to auto. I'm just overriding the automatic scouting. Um, I don't have to do that. I can just let it scout for me if I want, and I probably will. Um, but I'm doing the trades. I'm doing... Um, free agency. I'm, I'm handling the contracts of my coaching staff. Uh, I reached down into my... Um, so I'm playing as the Reds, as I've talked about. I'm a Reds fan. The Reds have a notoriously awful farm system because they have no talent in it. Um, I reached down into the A franchise and yanked their shortstop out because it's the highest rated player they have and jock- shot him straight into AAA and said, I have a bad shortstop situation. The Reds have a bad shortstop situation. Um... I'm going to let you uh, learn the spot at AAA because I'm going to pull your ass up pretty quick. Um, the Reds started the so the cool thing about the show is it downloads current rosters and it constantly updates them. That's pretty. That's been kind of the norm for sports games. Does it even do that with minor leagues? Uh, I don't think so because they they don't have the minor league player license. Okay, all right. And how does it how does it handle? Uh, does it accurately have bad farm systems or is it just kind of like? Generic? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay. it's so it's like it, it rates your like it rates everything like what teams are and like the Reds farm farm system was rated like twenty okay. third. I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw it. That's cool. Uh, so I I pulled like you know I I started pulling up. I sh- I sent down their Triple uh, A franchise shortstop because he wasn't very good, and pulled up their Double A who's like nineteen. And I'm like, hey buddy, you're gonna be in the show at like twenty. Just a heads up. Uh, you're going to be taking major league at bats when you can't drink. Have a good time. Um, so there's there's a little bit of that going on. So I and I've only played three games so far, which I know I've, I've talked about all these modes. I'm like, I've only played three games of 162 game season uh, because the first game I actually streamed the entire game um, uh, on Twitch, and it was like two and a half hours. It was a long game because I put it in full presentation mode. So what that is is they. They they have a team of I think it's three announcers and a sideline reporter sideline reporter it's not football a field reporter and like it it feels like a TV broadcast not like oh they're simulating a TV broadcast no it feels like a TV broadcast um you know they've got all the camera angles you'd expect to see they put the replays at the right time they have like weird stats that have popped up in this game they have. Thousands of lines of weird stats. So I, I, the Reds started the season. Opening day, they played the Cardinals. Then they had a day off because I don't know Shrug. And then they played the Cardinals two more games. Uh, the second game, so they, they got popped on the first game. The second game was the game that they had a player get suspended because he flexed. And then Yadier Molina hit him. Uh, Yadier Molina did not get suspended because Rob Manfred sucks and sucks. That's it. He just sucks. Um, so putting that aside. Uh, I I housed them in bo- in all three games, but the pitching, uh, you know, I, I turned the, the difficulty all the way to to lowest setting, and then told it to dynamically increase. So it's 
it's getting harder as I play it and and do well. And I actually have seen it move up a couple times. It alerts me that it's increased pitching difficulty, increased batting difficulty. Um, and uh, it, it we're in game two, so the game two of the series, three game series. It's the second inning, and uh, I can't remember what Cardinal had come up to bat, and the announcers called out. He struck out in uh no it's it was the fourth because it was the second time at bat this game he struck out at the as I said he struck out in the first inning which just adds to a horrible series where he struck out four times uh in the last game now baseball players don't usually get four strikeouts in a game that's a really unusual series of events because like mm-hmm. you might get four at bats in a game. And then to strike out every time. No fly outs, no ground outs, like swing, swing, swing. That's like you put a goddamn amateur up there. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't get he didn't get bat on ball at all. And so the game had a had a line for that, but didn't just have a line for that. It had a line for he did that in the first game of the series. It is now the second game of the series, and he struck out his first at bat in that game as well. That's pretty impressive. That's that's like a, a whole bunch of events in in sync, and they're like, "Oh no, he did all yeah. of these things." Yeah, they must they must be saving. God, what are they doing there? They must be like what? Like, obviously, they could save a record of every single thing that every player did in each game, which is not well. That's just that's just baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just like that's not stupendous. But to go back and actually do that Ag- comparison, right, and aggregate it for that's the commentary, really cool. Like, and I had racked up, I think I put 18 strikeouts on on them in the second game. Which, by the way, that's a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. I wonder, that's a shitload I wonder if of strikeouts. They must, I wonder if they, maybe they have like a rule set where they where they aggregate like certain events, right? Like yeah. if you have multiple strikeouts in a row or something like that, if that like sets a flag where it's like, hey, in the next game, if something happens similar, do this. That's what they right. must be doing. It, what's, what's weird is, so like... Votto came up, and and just to be clear, he does still bang. Um, he 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 drilled a homer in the first game, like just drilled it, just completely it into the stratosphere. Second game comes up, and they called it out. He had a homer in the he had a, he had a homer uh, two run homer in the first game of the series. I think is I think is what they said. Uh, just in passing, and like that's still kind of impressive because they, they track this across games. But the fact this this dude, like that, that happens all the time, relatively speaking. Four strikeouts in a game never happens because at some point you're going to at least try to choke up. Like, let me, let me at least get out at first. Like, let, let me run to the base. Um, You know, they compared the pitching performances between days because in my second game, I was destroying them. And in my first game, I accidentally started my closer because I'm an idiot. Uh, actually, I started, I started my setup, man. So I threw Amir Garrett out there as a starter and made it, made a, made a reliever pitch six innings because I'm a sociopath. Um, but the, the game just let it go. They made a joke about the, the, the announcers in their banter made a joke about the fact that I had run through a whole bunch of pitchers in the game because I started a reliever. (laughs) They didn't. They didn't note I started a reliever. They just noted he's gone through a lot of pitchers today. It's like, yeah, sure did, <laughs> sure did do that. Um, 
you know, they they consistently talk about what you've done in the game. They talk about how players perform against other players. So like they they told me explicitly when I had um who did I have up? Uh, I think I had the closer out, and they they said that Wainwright is one in five against him career. Well, that's kind of interesting. Is it is he going to be one in six against him next time they see each other? I bet he will be. Probably because I struck I struck his ass out. Mm-hmm. Um, pound the middle with those fastballs. Um, it's the the depth of this game's like just sheer feature set is staggering. Uh, I I like I said I'm managing my single A team right now. There's no reason for the manager of an MLB team to even know what the hell's going on in a single A franchise. He's got people to do that for him. But this game doesn't care. This game's like, you want to go look at it? Go for it. Uh, it's got a challenge mode. This this part's really interesting. So it's kind of like a, a little bit like Smash challenge mode where they give you an objective and they tell you to go do it. Um, But it'll be, but it's based on events that have happened this season. So every week they put out a new set of challenges that are based on things that happened in a game in the previous week. So it there was a there was a walk off two run homer and I can't remember who hit it. Um, I want to say it was one of the pirates, but that would require the pirates win. So that's definitely not true. Uh, I'm going to slam every NL Central team by the end of this. By the way, just 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 be clear. <laughs> uh, hey, as long to, as you don't touch the NL East, I'm cool. I I mean, why would I want to do that? I can I can live in the NL Central where everything's bad all the time. Um, so there there was a. I mean, I, we can't all be the Cubs who pitched three f- position players yesterday. Actually, you know what? No, no. I that's that. I made I made that to make fun of them, but no, that was awesome. Yeah, they got their ass beat by the Braves, but they also walked. They also had three position pe- players pitch. So you know what? That was fun. Yeah, kudos. That was actually really fun. Well, they're just about to beat the Braves tonight, so there you go. yeah, that yeah, I saw. Um, no, no position players pitching today. Um, but the, the sheer depth of what this game puts in it is kind of amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it was intimidatingly deep even way back in the day. It's, it's a lot. Like, like when I look at it, it, I, uh, there are times where I'm like, oh my God, there's so much here. There's like, I I was playing with the stadium editor because there's a stadium editor. You can make your own ballpark. Of course. Um, and there's so much in it that I got. Like I got lost in all the options, and it's it's just so intense. And yes, there there are cows as a thing you could put on your stadium. And yes, you could stack the cows and make a cow tower. And yes, people have done it. So there is now a cow tower stadium. I haven't built it yet, but I'm gonna have to. Or if you hit a home run, it can slam into a tower of cows. Do they go moo? No, unfortunately, they do not go moo. Damn. Uh, I, I built an old west town around my stadium, but then put the stadium in the middle of a city. Does it make any sense? No. Do I care? Yes. Intensely, I care. Um, it, There's just so much in this game that it's hard to follow. The presentation is crazy. Between All right, here you go. Uh, 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 sorry, I didn't finish my story about the challenges. But so like in that case, the for that the two run homer, it was there was a challenge. There were five challenges for that week, I think. And one of them was it was just that play. 
It was, this is the at-bat where he hit that home run. Here's the pitcher he hit it against. Here's the configuration of the bases. Hit the home run. And if you hit it, you uh, you get points. And it's like it's like the challenges in Smash Brothers. You get points, you unlock stuff with those points. Um, and there's a challenge. They publish new challenges every week, based on based on actual games that happened in that season. Some of the challenges are really quick. They're one at bat. Some of them are the entire game because like a pitcher did something completely a- just, just crazy. Like oh, the, he got 13 strikeouts. Get 13 strikeouts. You're like that's really hard. That's scary. I don't know if I want to do that, but it's just it's one more feature they can put in this game. You obviously you can play as any minor league franchise. You can play as any major league franchise. You can play exhibition games of minors versus majors if you want to. It's not going to go well. Uh, yeah, I mean, all these sports games are like this at this point. Any yeah. any sports game, I'm like, yeah, this year I'm going to play Madden, or this year I'm going to play you know NHL, and I then I play them, and it's like, oh, this is the this is pretty much a game on the scale of like an MMO at this point. Yeah, but that's like, what they feel like now. The sheer depth of this one feels like even those games are kind of looking at it, going like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I mean NHL. I mean the last NHL game I played, I think it was NHL nineteen. Yep. I mean it has. It's got everything. All, it has like all the teams practically. I mean it has teams from Europe, Russia. Uh, it has. Um, all of like the OHL teams, it's just crazy. Like the, it's just, the, like where does it stop? Does it have like that Canadian Junior League in it? Oh uh, yeah, I think it does. Uh it, it's 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 wild. But the thing is, like the show is known for its polish. Like that's its thing. It's known to be incredibly polished. And uh, first impressions are, yeah, it is. It sure is. Like the announcers are are. You know they're they're real baseball announcers. They they are doing the job correctly. It sounds like a broadcast. Like it sound baseball broadcasting is weird. It's much it's much more intimate than any other sport in in how it's broadcast because there's so much downtime. It's it's almost like I have heard it described as the equivalent of like hosting a podcast while also occasionally commentating on a sport that's happening. Because you have to tell stories, you have to. Uh, you can't be a baseball announcer and just know baseball. You have to be a good storyteller. You have to be a good communicator. You have to be good with the people you're with. Um, you can have four people who are excellent baseball announcers and it be a disaster because they don't have any chemistry. Because you're going to spend three and a half hours with them. And only like 40 minutes of that is actually the act of baseball. And they do it. Like they, it's not it's not as aggressive as it is in you know, listening to to the Reds broadcasters bring Jim Day on to talk about his podcast, literally because they have to kill time, so they're going to talk about his podcast while they're basically doing a podcast during the game. But they, you know, they they fill the time with some banter. They talk about what they've been seeing in the game. They give they give insight on what's happened so far. Um, you know, they made a commentary the commentary that I was pounding the zone um, on batters but then was getting like against the pitcher I was going into the bottom corner and they're like they basically I don't know why this pitcher isn't just pounding the zone it's another pitcher just throw the ball and it's like that required them look at what I had been doing and what I was doing to this guy and they're right I was I was trying to ping the corner for some reason I don't know why I decided to do that for that guy Um, my my catcher was 
framing the ball to try to get me to go to the right spot. The umps can be wrong on pitches, just like real life. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I and the announcers awesome. will make comments about it. So I, I absolutely struck this dude out. I struck his ass out. I struck him out. No. Fuck you, ump. I struck him out. And the the can they, can they also make wrong calls at the plate? Like if somebody yes. misses a tag at home plate. Yes, and you can challenge them. That's fantastic. Them. That's awesome. I Do challenged him at first, and I got it. So they went to a review. It goes, we're going to a review. And, of course, uh, the reviews are all handled in New York City. Uh, uh-huh. And so they showed, the, <laughs> they showed the ump standing around waiting for the review, and the announcers are watching the replay, and one of them goes, oh, I think they blew that one. And oh, then it, man, that is cool. The call came back. Like, I had a choice to challenge it or not, and I said, yeah, fucking go. And yeah. the, the call came back. Call's reversed. That's really cool. It is. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing where you just it, it surprises you because you don't, you never expect that from a game, right? You know, it's too much. Even, yeah, even if it's, um, it's just most games don't go to that to those lengths, right? Because like, or try wh- it, why you know? would why would the computer get the call wrong? The computer knows the truth, exactly. Um, and so like in that instance where I absolutely struck this dude out, we then went into this long chain of him fouling off the ball, and I was I started throwing garbage. I started throwing like shitty cut fastballs that ended up well outside the zone. And one of the commentators basically said, look, I know the umpires messed up that call, but you need to get your head back in this one. That was like three pitches earlier. Yeah. And he remembered the umps, the umps botched a strike Mm -hmm. and they called a ball. And I have been garbage in this at bat since then. And he was right. I had been, um, that and never feels get... unfair, right? Like that feels immersive. Like, immersive. Uh, uh, it. So, this is one of those things where if you watch a lot of baseball, which I do, um, it y- yes, it feels unfair. But the thing is, that is also part of baseball, because umps get this shit wrong a lot, like a lot. And you sit there and you get mad at the umps in real time, playing the game for real or watching the game for real. Uh, there's a reason why managers get tossed a lot. Uh, and it feels authentic. And, you know, the thing is, umpires, it's a mix of um, some some umpires are good. I mean, some catchers are good at framing the pitch. So from the umpire's perspective, it looks like it was fair. Um, but it wasn't because of course we have a pitch tracker, which tells us exactly if it was fair or not, you know, using cameras and stuff. Um, but the, the umpires obviously don't have that. So they make mistakes. It's just, it's just part of the game. And you can look at the pitching. Like this was a situation where they messed it up bad and, and the commentators were making it, but regularly, you know, I'll see the the game will show the ump is giving the pitchers a wide strike zone. Sometimes umps do that, and they are consistently calling pitches that are by letter of the law a ball, a strike. Um, and the ump the umps just give them a little bit of extra wiggle room. Sometimes the umps call it pretty tight, and they make commentary on that. Like they, they'll they'll just say umps are giving them wide, giving the pitchers a wide zone today. 
and they might say I think they might say the ump's name too. They do they do call them out. Um, and that's it. You know, it's 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 not it's not a big deal. They don't like point to it. It's it, it that's what makes it feel authentic though. Like if the ump's were perfect, it wouldn't be authentic. And I could just I could just pound the corners all the time. Because look, if you if you put something on the inside corner, it's really hard for a batter. And so if I know I'm going to get that call right every time, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it there every single time. So yeah, there there is... This feels authentic and it feels real. And in that respect, it's kind of intimidating because, you know, if you don't play it with the full... Um, if you don't play it with the full setting, like you say, like, hey, I don't want to see the full TV broadcast, you can get to a game pretty fast. I got through one in about 45 minutes. Um, but... Like they they seem to expect you to want to simulate games, uh, because it just it just is what it is. Like it's it's 162 games is a long season, uh, and so they you know they expect you to simulate a bunch of games. Uh, if I if if I haven't seen Angel Hernandez, who's an umpire, he's he's fucking terrible. He calls balls and strikes really poorly. Uh, but if he's in there, I'm gonna throw the ball at him. Chuck it right at, like Cyber Angel Hernandez. I'm not going to put up with his bullshit. I put up with his bullshit in real games. Um, but that's again, it's this is a game for baseball fans by baseball fans. Um, but you can play it in a much more arcadey way and enjoy it anyway. So I, I don't know. It's it's I'm having a lot of fun, but it, it's there's a certain amount of this game that's like it takes a long time to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that is also baseball, so you know may- maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I'm real. I'll be really interested once the trades start going how this goes. Um, you know, I've put on the block what I'm looking for, and I've put a couple players out there and said I'd be willing to part with this guy. Um, I haven't gotten any offers yet, but like once that stuff starts going, once teams start making moves, um, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and the thing is, it. I don't have to play it in like long sessions. I can play a game and then come back to it three or four days later. Um, once I st- really learn how this game controls, I'm looking forward to it and getting in there. I will one thing to note though: there is microtransaction shit everywhere in this game. Nice FIFA, yep. FIFA it up, man. Yeah, like customize like the seventh inning stretch kind of stuff. No, no, no. It's much more insidious than that. There, there's, there's, there's a tops is a co-sponsor of this game. The playing card company so there's playing cards in here um is there like an entire card card mode i think so i haven't found it yet because there's a million modes in this game let me guess you can you can you can collect your you can collect cards do you get and do you get like daily login packs not that i've seen but those challenges get you credits that can be used to get stuff okay um but there's also a mode that is uh actually in the franchise mode you get you have sponsorships that you can assign to different things. So yeah, you can do like your seventh inning stretch, um, and those those sponsorships are are items that you get somehow. I haven't figured out how to get them yet. They give you one to start with, so I can't use all my sponsorships because I don't have enough slots. I don't have enough things to fill the slots. So I don't know. We'll find out together what that is. Uh, it says it says I'm just reading here the uh, the review. It says there's there's cross platform play. What is that? There is. Yeah, I could play with anybody playing the show. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it's on PS4, PS5, Xbox 360. No, Xbox, geez, Xbox 
Xbox One and Xbox Series whatevers. That's cool. Yeah. It is uh, you know just is it is there an Xbox One version? There's definitely an Xbox Series version. Maybe they're not maybe there is an Xbox One version. But there's definitely a PS4 or PS5. Um uh, I haven't done it yet, but uh I think the leaderboards I've seen other platforms. So Yeah, it's on yeah, it's on PS5, um Xbox Series X slash S and then X Bone. Okay. PS4. It's it's uh the other thing is that uh MLB made a deal on this game. Um, MLB, I think, is responsible for this game being on non-Sony platforms because it's the only game there is, and they're really trying—they're really trying to get more young people in, interested in baseball. Uh, it sucks that baseball has suffered. Um, one of the things that's happened over the last—I would say—generation and a half is that baseball's really become purely a suburban sport. Um, there, that was always true. There was always a a culture of baseball in the suburbs. Um, you know, you'd have you have kids from upper middle class families who would hire former minor leaguers to be their coaches at like age twelve, so they could get them into high school playing ball and maybe get a scholarship. That was always there. Um, but baseball was a thing in poor or in minority communities in cities. And it's kind of lost that, so kids aren't playing ball. Uh, and there is a a there is a like disconnect um, now, where the people who play who still play baseball as kids are less and less representative of the country as a whole, and so there's less young people who are really invested in the sport. Uh, and baseball is cognizant of that. It's also become a very regional sport because of its TV. For- TV rights, you know, the TV rights are all about the local market. Uh, the only way to watch the Reds is online, effectively. Like they might get in, they might get like five or six national games a year, but um, it's not like the other sports where there's much more of an aggressive uh, national TV coverage. Like there's like three or besides MLB Network, which you can kind of count, kind of not. There's there's like two or three ESPN games a week. Fox late in the season will show a game a week, two games a week. That's it. That's it. So, you know, they that's probably part of the catalyst for them trying to get this as widely distributed as possible. Also money. But uh, then they made uh, MLB made the deal to make this a uh, Game Pass game on Xbox. So for Sony, it's a $70 game on PS5. I paid nothing for it. That is, yeah. That, that, you can't really argue with that. Yeah. Um. So. You know, because this this is not a game I would pay seventy dollars for. You know, just but but if I can try it for free, eh? but but it, I agree. But at the same time, like if you were going to say what games justify being seventy dollars, the sheer amount of content in this game might yeah. do it. Yeah. You said that it's a game for baseball fans made by baseball fans. Um, like, if this game is being distributed in a way to try to get maybe younger folk who aren't as interested in baseball interested in in that again uh, yeah. to kind of re reinvigorate the sport um like is there like a uh, I, I hate to call it like a, like a robotic mode like where you remove like the oh yeah everything okay. is customizable okay is there like a catered version of that at the re- like a quick play i suppose or like a tutorial yep. okay cool and there's even there's even a classic mode which kind of goes for like the ken griffey style games awesome uh, in fact, in in franchise mode, I think I can choose to play 
a game in the Ken Griffey style if I want to. Just just a, I could just randomly decide this game against the Pirates. I don't want to see it like <laughs> it's like it's a modern baseball game. I want this classic style. All and right. it'll just go like, okay, cool. That's um, awesome. I could I can manage the game. So like I'm actually making lineup changes and stuff and the game just happens around me. Um which is which is really weird. Yeah. Uh, but I'll probably play with it once. But yeah, I, I I've been having fun with it. I haven't got to play it as much as I'd like. Um like I said I'm only three games in. But um yeah, I, I had a good time. I might I might stream it again. Like I, having having the chat the chat there was kind of an extra extra piece of fun. So um I am going to stop talking now though. Uh we are at an hour and sixteen minutes. Holy crap. So uh, I am going to recommend we take a break and we come back. We'll finish up new business. What do you guys think? Sure. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Cool. All right. We'll be back with more new business. Stay tuned. We are back with more new business. And I'm going to ask Guillaume. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing, Guillaume? I'm, I, I wish I had known that you were talking about a Nintendo game because I maybe I would have tried to play something more Nintendo related. But it's fine. This is this is not a Nintendo exclusive show. We had Pokemon Snap start the show for thirty minutes. Come on. Yeah, I suppose I'm so. I'm sure John will cover us with Nintendo stuff, so we're fine. <laughs> oh yeah, as usual. Oh, he's, he's probably playing Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> yeah. Should I no, know this is the host? True. Yes. Do I know this? No. He'll no. surprise me, but not right now. Guillaume, it's your turn to surprise me. Yeah, so I finished uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh! Which I had been playing for the better part of... uh, Wow, I should have checked this, but it's been at least two months. uh, Because this is a long game, and it's not like I've been playing a whole... Well, that's not true. I've had new business every week. You have. (laughs) So I have been playing other stuff, but, but... Yakuza was like the game that I was playing the most, you know, every week. Um, so yeah, so it's a long game. Um, it's my first quote unquote Yakuza game. I, I did play Yakuza 2 on the PlayStation 2 up until the point where I was tasked with, uh, buying panties for this girl, I assume. I can't remember the details, but I couldn't, rem- I couldn't, I didn't know which shop sold the panties. And then I thought out loud, like, what am I doing? And it then does I, that. You know, yeah, I stopped playing. It'll be um, like, you need to go find dog food, but only one store in Camarocho sells dog food. Which yeah, one? And it probably, <laughs> like, I, I don't remember if it was even like a mission critical thing, like, a, you know, like a, on the main path or anything. Like, it might have been a side quest. I don't remember. But I was like, this is stupid. And also, like, I had just watched like two hours of self-serious cutscenes that explained, recapped the first Yakuza and, and, you know, laid the, the, the setting for the, you know, set the, the scene for, for the second one. So like, I, I was like, I don't know. I was not predisposed to enjoy Yakuza on the PlayStation 2. Also probably like had PlayStation 2 lo- load times and stuff. So it wasn't great, but, um, like a dragon, like it's an RPG turn-based combat. I thought like, okay, I, I do like an RPG. So uh, also I liked the idea that it was like kind of a fresh start, a new, uh, you know, a new main character. Um, and I enjoyed it for the most part. I I did not enjoy the fact that it lasted for so long. I, I, I did tire of it. Um, 
you know, sometime after like the 40th hour, I would assume. Um, but I haven't really been counting. Uh, but otherwise, like I, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. Like the Ichiban is a, a fun, likable character. Um, there's lots of goofy stuff in the, the, these games. And I, I'm glad that I got to experience that. Like I, I do enjoy like there's like a pac-man like mini game at the beginning where you collect cans like yeah. you're 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 homeless you're collecting cans and it's ba it's basically like you're in this bicycle with like the towing this this big thing of of cans and you're trying to ram into other homeless people riding bikes collecting cans in order to steal the cans that they've been collecting or they steal the cans that you've been collecting you know right. so it's anyway so that was fun uh but but then um you know, not all the mini games were as much fun. I thought like the 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 main one that you end up having to play a lot. Um, I, I I was like, okay, the like the the, the business mini game where you're buying and selling properties, uh, trying to 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 get revenue in. Like you're basically yeah. So you went from ho being homeless to being like the president of a conglomerate. And uh, so you have to play that one a lot, and it's not especially difficult. You just look at the numbers go up, basically. Uh, but you have to do it so much that I was like, okay, I get it. But then I had to keep doing it because that's the best way in the game to make money. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, overall, I enjoyed it. I wish it had been on the Switch. I understand why it's not. I understand that. Yakuza 1 and 2 were ported to the Wii U in Japan, failed miserably, and also I understand that like it'd probably be quite a bit of work to get this game on the Switch. You know, like the... It looks very good. It looks very good, and ports of something like Dragon Quest XI do look good, but they also took like over a year to be made right like they had to remake the game basically like they had they worked a lot on that i i think that they can do that with dragon quest because they know that in japan it's gonna sell gangbusters right yeah um and people will double that's so like but the fact that the the yakuza 1 and 2 crashed on wii u makes yakuza like a dragon a much less safe bet on the switch um so, yeah, so I understand the reality, but the fact is this would have been a game, a good game to have, to, to be able to play while doing something else. And so I, I wish I could have, uh, I wish that had been on the Switch just for that, just for the grinding, basically. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'm going to become, like I, I saw that uh, Carl uh, Castaneda, um, like basically, I think like in the past year, just went and played all of them. I'm not going to do that because uh, pro it probably would take me well over a year it or two. A long, it would take me a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do, you know, like Zero, um, the the one that's set in the 60s or 70s? 80s. 80s? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that one it seems, you know, interesting. It seems, you know, like they're all mostly goofy, but that one looks especially goofy. And it's an interesting setting. So I might try that one, but the not right now. They've always had they've always had this kind of weird goofiness to them by design. Like it, it sure. wasn't it wasn't an accident. Um, but at the same time, you know, like it's a Yakuza game. Like there's um, 
it is a setting where there's a lot of violence. And I was, yeah. you know, like people, I don't know, like people tend to talk about the goofy stuff for obvious reasons. Um, what doesn't come up as much is uh, a, a scene where you actually see the guy's thumbs go through this other guy's eyeballs. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, I... I actually think that that balance is really important. I think if it was just goofy nonsense, the right. But I, I just, I just want to, you know, warn people. I guess, yeah. like, if you're making your first step in it's, the Yakuza it's, universe, it's not all wholesome and goofy. No, it's a game about people who operate organized crime, and a lot right. of you know, a lot of it's like they run the sex trade, they they smuggle in people trying to get into the country. They engage in protection rackets. They engage in money laundering. They they kill people. They are you know the, it, this this is like the most sensationalized version of Japanese organized crime, but also like the what the, the these are intensely political games that write about the political situation in Japan as as projected by the writing staff of the series, where they accuse you know. There's nepotism, corruption, all all the these these things. I mean, there is a let's let's be clear. Shinzo Abe is not name dropped in one of these games, but it's Shinzo Abe, <laughs> and yeah. and he, he's involved in some shit. Not not criminal shit, but more like basically telling exerting who, his power yeah. and influence. So yes. would you say would you say that this is the Japanese version of the Grand Theft Auto series? I would not. Um, and I don't mean in gameplay wise. I mean the 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 fact that it's like just a total satire of American society. No, because I don't think it's I don't think it's meant to be satire. I think I think the, okay. I think the com I I think the the message they're trying to deliver is being delivered quite literally. It's 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 hyped up. There's yeah. a there's one that deals with um basically a drug that deals with um senility. Which, of course, if in Japan, which is a rapidly aging and very already very old society, uh, senility is a major concern. Um, and I don't just mean being old; I mean actually developing signs of mental degradation as a consequence of it. And the government has backed this research into a miracle drug that it arrests the the progress of brain degradation, but. After investing what would be the equivalent of billions of dollars into this drug, it didn't seem to be going anywhere, and then suddenly it started working. Um, and so the hospital that was running the research got all this money, and the doctors involved got all this fame and promotion, and the government was patting itself on the back. Um, but shit's not what it seems. And so, like, yeah, there's organized crime involved because when you need someone to disappear, well, who's a good person to do it? And in the universe here, the government and the Yakuza aren't always enemies. Um, but I don't think it's satire. I think I think it's more of a, just a comp, just a straight commentary. I think they're playing it, they're they're amping it up. But I think they're being, you know, I think when they like the, there's the corruption in the police force, and they're co they're uh, co opting by the Yakuza as a constant theme, and I think. The, the writers of the game legitimately feel like that's an issue. And it has been historically. Uh, less now. And so as that, like when I say less now, I mean like in the last 15 years. And the Yakuza games have changed to accommodate that. They've become more, um, more about why it's hard being a Yakuza now. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, intrigue and um, a lot of uh, kind of, you know, backdoor dealings or like lots of conspiracies. Um, so, but uh, there's also a lot of uh, melodrama and oh, yeah. uh, that also, I don't know, like that doesn't, melodrama has never really done much for me. Um, I I don't know if, who that works on, but uh, yeah, like, so... Anyway, I, I I did enjoy my time with it. It's but the I can't um, the the whole package was not like made for me, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, I I didn't want to spend too much time on this because it's not really at all Nintendo related. But uh, one one thing that I wanted to mention is that one of the cool things that the later Yakuza games have had is that you can go to like arcades and play uh, just full emulated versions of Sega arcade games. And so like you can find uh hang on machines or or um why am I outrun machines or or Virtual Fighter 5 machines. And so you know you pay your like 500 yen or whatever and then like you just start playing. Um and that's super cool. That's something that Nintendo hasn't really done since like Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Um so it's really cool, but at the same time, uh, playing Outrun on in Yakuza was kind of eye-opening because by default in the Sega Ages versions that I'm used to, like all the bells and whistles have been turned on, like all the extra work that, um, what's her name, AM2? Yep. Um, all, all the work that, no, M2, sorry, not M2, AM2. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm fusing to... Uh, it's fine two teams together here, but uh, M2 like put a lot of work, like putting like, you know, making sure that the the games run with extra frame rate and, you know, run su- super smoothly. And um, they're just like a joy to play the Sega ages versions. And then you go to Yakuza and it's just a plain old rum uh, playing, you know, probably very well, but not with those, that extra care. And it, it feels like crap when you're used to the better stuff. Like the, ooh, like you, I'm really missing those uh, extra frame rates. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is um, give uh, M2 some love and uh, when those Sega Ages, you know, games uh, version uh, versions go on sale, like just, yeah, go for it because there's not really, there's no better way to play th- those classic Sega games. So, um, yeah. And um, so... Speaking of classic Sega games, I've uh, I've been doing something else lately. Um, James, you're aware of this because you've been on the Discord, but uh, I talked um, a few weeks ago about how, you know, like we had a question about what consoles we feel like we missed out on. And mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned that I, I do have a Sega Saturn that I never use. And so that kind of, you know, set in motion a thing in me like, oh, maybe I should be using this thing. Uh, I just need to get my hands on the stuff that I need to to, to run it, like an HMI cable. 30-year-old video game system. Yeah, well, now that I've, you know, I, I, I got a new TV sometime in the past year or two. It doesn't have compos- uh, composite inputs, you know, so... It's like literally like I would at the very least need to, to get an HMI cable for this thing. But also like Sega Saturn C, like game prices, depending on the game, of course, 
are ridiculous. And there's no way, like, I don't think it benefits anyone other than the one dude who held on to his copy of uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Like, I don't think it helps anyone that I pay those prices for those games. So I have, so basically I looked into emulation, not emulation, but um, kind of, you know, piracy solutions for the Sega Saturn uh, because the, 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 the hardware of the Sega Saturn has been, you know, the, 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 it, it's taken longer than other consoles to be emulated and emulated well because it had like this really weird, uh, infrastructure where, um, you know, like it, it was kind of cobbled together, right? It was initially designed for 2D graphics and then yeah. they saw the, the, the PlayStation. They were like, well, we better add like a graphics processor in there. And so like it, it just, it's a very weird machine. It it ran with like instead of triangles as polygons, the, the polygons that it used for 3D, it uses uh, uh, well four sided polygons. Yes. Um, so it's a whole thing. It's so, a whole stupid thing. Yeah. So it's good that I have this hardware because otherwise, like playing on a PC is a little bit, you know, it's it's not ideal. But there are, there are many solutions out there for for um, you know loading runs onto that machine, and um, the uh, w- one of the pricier ones, but one of the the ones that I thought like oh actually I don't know I I got it into my head that I needed it, so I, I got like this thing called a satiator, which is a terrible name, but uh, basically it's this thing that you just insert into the uh, uh, an expansion slot in the Sega, the in the Saturn. And uh, so then you can just put a bunch of games onto a uh, memory card and put that in there and start playing. And so, uh, yeah, so I got that. It, so, you know, part of that was motivated by our conversation from a few weeks ago. Also, part of that is I saw a tweet that was telling people like, hey, guys, if you've got a Sega Saturn, know that the capacitors on that board have like they're not going to last forever and probably some of them are going to start like, you know, popping or something and breaking everything if they, <laughs> you don't replace them. So like that, that put like the fear in me, like, Oh no, this thing is going to waste and I'm not playing it and no one is. So I better like, you know, get <laughs> off my ass and actually start playing this thing. So, yeah, so that was one of the motivators. And another one is that even though this thing was super stupid, expensive, um, you know, I, I got my tax return and it's not nearly like, it's like a sixth of the price of like a copy of Panzer Dragoon Saga. So I'm still coming up ahead. But yeah, so it was super easy to install. Um, and so I've started playing games and initially there was that feeling of buyer's remorse, almost immediate. <laughs> because one of the games that I started playing first was Astal, which is not a significant game, um, but I just remember back in the 90s, I had a copy of this magazine called Intelligent Gamer. Yes, I know. And, you know, it was the copy where they reviewed Super Mario 64. They gave it an A+, and they gave this game Astol an A-. And uh, so I guess that stuck with me, and I thought, like, well, I, I need to play this game. Uh, turns out it's it's not very good. It hasn't aged well at all. Um and playing that first was probably a bad idea because I thought like, oh, wait, I, I spent hundreds of dollars for this. So that wasn't good. 
And then I just went from game to game and like some of the games that I heard were highly acclaimed were like stuff like Die Hard Arcade or something. Oh, Played that or Trilogy. I don't know which one is is supposed to be the good one, but neither one, like both failed to impress. Um, and, but then, you know, I started playing Panzer Dragoon uh, Zwei, Zwei, I don't know, the, the second one. Sure. And uh, that felt much better. That was like, it looks rough when most of my experience with Panzer Dragoon is the uh, the recent remake on the Switch. Um, I, I now appreciate way more the work that that team did to bring those graphics up to speed. But the uh, the gameplay is is excellent, and the you know like the, the 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 first game had a lot of criticisms. It's it was very short. It was very difficult. It was very simple, and so uh, the second one seems to have like increased like yeah made the the, the scoring system more interesting. Also, apparently, they were developing it at the same time as Panzer Dragoon Saga, which is an RPG. And so the team that was working on Panzer Dragoon 2 added stuff like um, kind of your dragon evolving based on how well uh, you do in levels. And they added branching paths. Like nothing, well, I, I don't know. Like the, the one branching path I thought I, I found um, brought me, like instead of um going like right over the water had me like over the, the 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 clouds so it was not like this incredible like completely different path but uh um maybe there's something a little bit more more striking later on but yeah like so so there are alternate paths there are um so there's more going on here um the the the, the scoring system seems to be a little bit more complex like you get more points by um using your 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 targeting reticle to paint over the uh, the enemies and then releasing it uh, then you do just shooting at them with your pea shooter um, stuff like that so anyway so I'm, I'm playing that it, it's it's pretty great I'm planning on getting the remake as soon as that comes out it was they've announced the remake um, you know they, they said it would come out this year who knows with a pandemic it might be it might not come out this year. I don't know. We haven't heard about it for a little bit, I think. But yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm glad I can play this right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm still planning to check it out on Switch because they, those remakes, they, they, they actually did some work on it. Um, so yeah, so I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm kind of so I'm planning on you know kind of checking the significant or the interesting looking Saturn games that I, I want to play. And then like, maybe I'll get rid of the console and try to sell off this, this thing. Uh, but it's, um, it's interesting, but it, it, it's striking. Like, first of all, like I, I really half-assed my kind of like equipping my Saturn. Um, I, I bought like the first HMI cable that I saw Um and that was probably a mistake. I, I looked at a review and like all it said was like, well, the downside is that you can't switch between um, uh, four by four by three, the aspect ratio and like stretching it horizontally. And I was like, well, I don't want to stretch it horizontally. So I don't care like if that feature is missing. Uh, but then like in Panzer Dragon 2, there is an option for wide <laughs> picture. So like it's made so that you can stretch it on your widescreen TV TV if you want. Um, hmm. 
so I, yeah, so if you decide to get a Saturn and to get an HMI cable for it, um, don't make the mistake I made. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, like the, the whole idea here was to get Panzer Dragoon Saga eventually to play through that, but the satiator is not yet, does not yet have the feature to switch discs. So hopefully it's coming at some point. They, there have been features added since they released it. So I'm, it looks like they're actively working on it. So that's, uh, that's good. Otherwise, I, I've got other means of uh, playing it. Like if it comes to it, I might, you know, try to get a bunch of blank CDs and I, I can play that way. Like I can uh, just uh, burn some, some CDs. Um, another striking thing with the Saturn is that I was looking at download sites for for the ROMs and it is incredible how this console has no legacy whatsoever <laughs> you know I, I i look at the titles and very few things ring a bell like very few games like if i know of a game it's because i saw it in a gaming magazine back in the 90s and or it, it never a meme later uh, yeah, but very few of them even achieve that status. Yeah, I think it's like, Mr. Bones, and that might be the whole list. I, I so how is that okay? I, I'm gonna have to look at the meme, but it's um, that's not an impressive game. I looked at a YouTube of it, and I no, was like, no, it's not. I don't... That's that's part of why it's a meme, but also yeah. because there's just a picture of a skeleton playing guitar on the cover. Oh sure, yes. It, it, the, that game is a meme because you can just like take any weird video clip of it, and it's just complete nonsense. Sure, yeah, it doesn't look good, but yeah, like that, that's a that's the thing. Like this game, this uh, console's most well-known games are not known for being Saturn games. Like they're arcade games. You know, right. when you think of Virtual Fighter Two, you think of Sega Rally. Like you've played these games in the arcade. Uh, you you probably didn't play them on the Saturn, and then I looked it up, and like the Sega Saturn apparently sold like nine million units worldwide, most of them in Japan. Yeah, it did. It 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 stayed alive in Japan a lot longer. Right, but that's not a whole lot when like that. So it you know the Wii U sold it. Of course, the Wii U, you know, much bigger market for video games when that came out. So relatively, probably a Wii U is an even. Sorry. Probably the Wii U is an even bigger flop than the Saturn was, but the Saturn was a flop. Oh, like, yeah. There's no, you know, like it's it's kind of incredible uh, just how it, poorly it did following the Genesis, which was, you know, for a while kind of neck and neck with the Super Nintendo. It, it didn't know what it wanted to be, and it wasn't built to be anything particularly right. And yeah. as a consequence, they also didn't know how to sell it. And and like, look, we 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 never got our, like the real Sonic game on that. Yeah, they had the problems developing it. There's uh, there oh, a yeah. the yeah a couple of demos, but none of them materialized and turned into actual games. Uh, but it's funny because the um, uh, the Dreamcast uh was supposed to be you know kind of like Sega back in the game right. uh sold about as well as the Saturn uh overall worldwide but, much but probably yeah it probably did better I, I i need to check that but probably did better in the US than the Saturn did uh but it, the yeah. the when you compare the impact like the kind of the legacy or the like people remember the Dreamcast they 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 know they can associate the games with the system 
And also those games have been ported. They've been, they've had sequels. Whereas the, the Saturn, like I'm, I'm looking at the stuff even that Sega published and I don't recognize a whole lot. Um, so we never got the big like bug three sequel that, oh, you know, people probably clamored for. So I think, um, I think part of it is a lot of the stuff on Dreamcast still had a lot of arcade ports, just, just the nature of the beast, but sure. it, it had a lot of original games that were at, at worst weird. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the Saturn has a lot of, of really amazing. You said it, arcade ports. Yeah, and, but and also being weird is really good for being remembered. Yeah, like yeah, like the Ulala um, game. What's um uh the, the, yeah? Why am I blanking Space on that? Channel City 5. Space Channel Five. Like that's striking. Also, C-Man it had like Space is, Michael. Is weird. Uh, yeah, Space Michael Jackson, and you know, like it had. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it was, so it was that, a game console that had lots of strange ideas, and yeah. and and it, it had a fishing controller that did. came to the U.S. You know, like maybe that stuff was not as novel in Japan. I don't know, but it sure was over here. It had Shinmu. It had Shinmu. It had the uh, Seaman. Yeah. So um, by being weird, it it developed a legacy, and I'm like, I'm looking at what what the Sega site thinks is the best Sega Saturn game. And they say it's Knights. Knights isn't good. Yeah. And like he's, I, I'm looking at the Sega games and uh, Scorcher, like that's a bad sci-fi racer. And it seems like everyone has it. That's not uh, a rare find. I, I actually have the disc like legit uh, that was among the, that and um, uh, Street Fighter, the movie are probably my, my two best games. <laughs> um, that I actually own, but uh, like I, I'm looking, like there, there's like uh, Sega Manx, like uh, you know some some racing game, um, motorcycle racing game that's less arcade, but it's still kind of racing game. Manx TT Superbike. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if that was an arcade game, but it's not. Um, I don't think it was, but it's still. not something that's going to stand out, right? Like people remember Gran Turismo. They right. don't remember Manx TT Superbike, even though it might have been perfectly adequate. Saturn has a couple games that people remembered, like that are that are really weird. Like you had the couple, you had the scrolling shoot, like Radiant Silver Gun. Sure, um, but that's a, that's an incredibly niche game, and I think that's the other thing: the games that people remember from the Saturn that were actually Saturn exclusives, rather than like the best version of Mega Man X Four, which it does have. Mm-hmm. Um. Are our niche games? You know, I would say one of the best games on Saturn is probably its version of Bomberman, which is very, very good. Yeah, no, that's one I heard a lot about too. And for some reason, also like uh, there's an elevator action game that's supposed yep. to be amazing, but it, it was a Japan only release, so uh, you have to, you know, look at Japanese menus, I suppose. But otherwise, like it's uh, perfectly playable uh, for even if you don't know the language. But yeah, so maybe not something that people are going to rush to 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 get. But uh, anyway, I'm 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 happy to to finally be on this journey <laughs> with the Sega Saturn. Uh, I I guess at some point maybe I'll talk about some of the more interesting games like. Uh, there's Power Slave, which was uh, also on the PlayStation, but the apparently the Saturn version was better. Like it had mm-hmm. like bigger levels, uh, 
some stuff had to be cut from the PlayStation version because it was too framey. Um, so, you know, that's interesting. Like the, the team that, that made that game was more, uh, well versed with, uh, the, the Saturn than the PlayStation, it seems. And, um, uh, so much so that Sega was like, Hey, you want to port like Quake and, and Duke Nukem for us? And, uh, so yeah, so it was technically impressive, but Power Slave, you know, specifically might be of interest just because it's, it's kind of a proto Metroid Prime. It has that, you know, um, kind of um flow to it and like the whole like you know get some powers to open some new areas of the map uh kind of stuff um that that um you know is characteristic to metroid games but it's uh otherwise like a first person shooter so i like your uh, i look forward to your review of fighters megamix sure yes i'll get uh, right on that you get to fight you get to fight as a car is Fighter Mega Mix available anywhere else? Like I, I feel I like it had so. been downloadable so. on XPLA and stuff. So I might not spend like you know, I, I still have scruples. I, I don't necessarily want to start playing for free stuff that is available on modern consoles. Although I'm, I, I've got to say, maybe supporting Sega today is overrated because um, then they go and they they <laughs> get in bed with like NFT crap. You know, well, they didn't go. They didn't get in bed with. They bought the bed. Oh God, that's even worse than I thought. They, they okay. invested in in the company that made um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Crypto Heroes, which is this god awful mobile game that is just cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's ah. Oh. Yeah. So maybe oh. I don't know. Maybe I should stick it to Sega by continuing well, well, to not buy uh, the games. Fighters Mega Mix is not on anything else. Huh? Okay. Oh, well, actually, actually, I'm wrong. There's a game.com version if you want to play that. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to know what it's like to control the car on GameCom. Sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sorry for the long Nintendo, but I kind of feel like this retro stuff is Nintendo adjacent. No, it know? is, and and our, our audience is old. True. Like, like I'll I don't be feel honest. any guilt. I've been doing this for years, Gil. It's true. He has been. Um, I think. I think this is the kind of stuff our audience is interested in hearing, and so I think it's fine. Um, and and I'm I'm interested in hearing about it, and I am part of our audience. Therefore, our our audience is interested in hearing about it. I'm not part of our audience, but it does interest me. You son of a bitch. Am Am I a part of the audience? I, I don't know. I don't know. Are you, you're like four episodes <laughs> behind. You tell me. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Call me out on the recording. Damn. Wow. Public shaming. Ask a question. Get an answer. <laughs> Before I forget, I, I need to ask, do you want me... I've been avoiding the US Gold releases for the Sega Saturn just because of what you guys have been... You know, because of Ooh, the way you, got, you guys have been talking US about US Gold. Gold. You gotta go all for in. the Saturn? You gotta what, go what all in on US Gold. Uh, you know? There's it's Olympic the gold Soccer. Okay. Um, I there, There's a bunch. Like, I, I just saw... <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? No, they they had they did a couple soccer games. That's Shell nuts. Shock... I don't know what that oh, is. I bet that's bad. I bet that's no good. Yeah, no, I bet that's all bad, but just because of the way that you guys have been talking about them. So, Thunderstrike 2. Thunderstrike 2, I think, is okay-ish. They, they published that game. They didn't make it, huh. uh, I, I think. Um, Otherwise, like, World Cup go Golf. Like, it's not necessarily yeah, stuff they, I would they be interested in sports, anyway. Sports games. Look, the, here's the thing. U.S. Gold is bad, but a lot... Johnny Bazookatone. 
All right, I'm interested. I need to know about Johnny Bazooka Tone. Yeah, um, my the people who as well. the other people who stole this game, who pirated it, uh, gave it a three out of ten. So, <laughs> oh, wow, it's it's, I, um, oh god, oh god, this is. Yeah, people should just Google a uh, just, just to a cover see the, image. the cover. Yeah, I I oh. De- oh lord! I just looked at the platforms. The lead platform for this game was wow. 3DO DOS, PlayStation, Sega Saturn. Dear. Wow, that's that's back when it was cool to have like a, you know, like God. a, like a render of every everything. But he yes. doesn't have a. Oh, it looks boy. like his sunglasses are on upside down. Right, and he's got like the the Funs haircut, but uh, uh, let's purple. consult with our resident ar- artist. How would you review this Zani Bazooka Tone? Johnny Bazooka Tone Renter. Um, what feedback would you give our art team? Uh, if this were to come across my desk, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I would set the building I don't know on what fire. I would say, I guess, like that. is that a flamethrower? He's holding, like, what? What is the thing he's holding? Like, his hand isn't gripping it. You know, I, one would assume it's a bazooka, but like, I don't okay. know. It, it doesn't looks, look like a bazooka. Like, it looks like he's cranking it with his hand, though. Like it doesn't look like, or maybe it's like a oh, guitar okay. so pick his, he's like, strumming his it right with. Right hand is like in the is actually in the background. It's it's like the the left his left hand is holding it and it's closer to us. But it look it looks right. like the right hand is the one that's gripping it and it's close. His, his right hand looks like he's air guitar. Yeah, it, it does. So so the thing that you can't read because it's too those res. I found a better version. It says include title track featuring Richie Sambora and Tico Torres from Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh my god! That is that is great. Richie Sambora, I mean, it's forever tainted, thanks to his association <laughs> with Johnny Bazooka Tone in my eyes. Uh, I, 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 I used to respect you, Richie, you know, Blaze of Glory, <laughs> all that, but no, no more. Does he have a beard? Is that what that is on his chin? I... Oh, absolutely. It's uh, a goatee, so, right. yeah. It's a conical goatee. His, it's not centered under his mouth. It just, okay. I, well, I like, I, well, because he's got, he's got a, like a, like a smirk. Yeah, I like yeah. the, the unnecessary motion blur. I agree. Something tells me he probably has a lot of snappy phrases um. and uh, sarcastic Oh, I hope cool, so. Sort of, oh, I uh, hope he never shuts up. It, yeah, you know. That, oh, like he is, really sticks it to the bad guys with his, his mouth, snarky oh, wit. This is this is this is this is our next retroactive Johnny Bazooka oh, time. No. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Somehow, I'm going to be the only one who plays it though. Or uh, I guess I need to stream it, but you'll have to send me streaming equipment. His mouth looks so. like a blow up doll. I would love to watch Guillaume stream Johnny Bazooka time. <laughs> Craig might quit. <laughs> oh, God. it is a guitar. He is a guitar player. Oh, wait. It's yeah. a bazooka and Does a guitar. He, okay. So yeah, maybe maybe it fires when he strums. The game follows Johnny Bazooka Tone trapped in the year twenty fifty in Sin Sin prison by El Diablo, Lord of the Underworld. His guitar, known as Anita, is taken from him, and so Johnny must travel to reclaim it. That does not look like a guitar. Okay, so that looks like a like a key with a giant chalice on it that's like spewing out orange goop. Electronic Gaming Monthly quote: "If you are looking for a great side-scrolling game, Johnny B is your man." 
Oh, boy. I thought it was going to say, if you're looking for a great side-scrolling game, look elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would Sega be Saturn more truthful. Magazi- so, first off, Sega Saturn Magazine. What I can't fathom working for Sega Saturn Magazine. Quote, 300 hours of gig. the most boring platform action ever invented. 300 hours? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I... I Scary Larry of GamePro commented on the game's irritating difficulty, particularly executing the crucial shooting float move, but was delighted with the rendered sprites, background, and music, and concluded, quote, fans looking for a humorous cross between Earthworm Jim and Donkey Kong Country should check out Johnny. I want to point out that so that uh, means, John, you're almost certainly right about the one-liners. But yes. also, he calls it a humorous cross between Donkey Kong and Earthworm Jim, which is kind of a hard slam on Earthworm Jim because he felt like he needed to say, "Oh, plus comedy with these two. Yeah, it's interesting that he's do- so- he doesn't have much of like a rock star outfit on. It's just like a green T-shirt with jeans. I I'd assume. Well, you know, textures were expensive. You're back right. Then, you're right. I think is the thing. Maximum regarded the Saturn version unfavorably. So I guess this is like what, like the Poochie of uh, of Earthworm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I I <laughs> I don't even know what that phrase means. You you know it's from the nineties because uh, his two t shirt is too big. Yeah, doesn't it's fit. Got that yeah, lovely. Uh, he's wearing he's wearing some junkos. Maybe that's what they look like. Oh, uh, they're not they're not nearly baggy enough. They need to yeah, look like I he's know. got a skirt on each leg. I this is so. First off, podcasting a visual medium, as we talked about earlier in the show, this mm-hmm. is going great. Secondly, but look up, look up Johnny Bazooka. Yeah, Tone. honestly, if you haven't already Googled it, stop what you're... <laughs> this isn't like me trying to get you to accidentally Google into weird eroticism last week. This is this is legitimately... You need to Google this. It is... It's like a fake video It's starting game. to grow on me, though, the longer I stare at it. <laughs> Just like an ST. <laughs> the thing is, I want to hear... Now I want to hear the title track from Richie Sambora and Tico Torres. Like... That's intriguing to me. How is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got to be somewhere online. Yeah, it has, surely you don't need this game to actually. I I I, I honestly I, I let's see. Is it out there? I, I want it to be. I want it to be copyright struck. I want it to be just copyright struck everywhere. Damn it! It's there. <laughs> it's four minutes long. What? Oh dear God! U.S. Gold got a lot for their money there. It's. It starts with a very loud riff, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's out there. It's out there. Oh, boy. The entire music CD is out there, actually. So. Yeah, well, well, the, yeah, I mean, I'm like they have the opening here, which apparently has that song as the... the oh, oh, my God. This is terrible. Oh, wow. I just Jesus. got to the Here's Johnny line. Okay, I got to stop. I need to stop this. Oh. I, need to, I need to escape. Um, so, one of the best video game OSTs ever, writes Robert Wintez of YouTube. This song is amazing, writes Joseph Dawson of YouTube. Love and respect, writes Shotana Studios. All right, well, we, uh, well, didn't mean to bring us here. Well, but, you know, uh, Guillaume, you come and throw that chum into the water and, you know, the sharks are going to attack <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the best quote in here. He's not Johnny B. Good. He's Johnny B. Bad. The Zootone spelled backwards is Viper, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, sir. 
All right, let's move on, please. Uh, there will be plenty of Johnny Bazooka Tone in the future. <laughs> we have Johnny Bazooka Tone at home. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, John, John what, have, what have you been up to? Let's see. I swear um, to God, if you tell me you've been playing Johnny Bazooka Tone, I'm going to end the show. <laughs> no, I've not been playing Johnny Bazooka Tone, but now I, I definitely have regret that I never encountered Johnny Bazooka Tone at any point. It's too late. Well, Guillaume's I mean, already, like, already like christened us with <laughs> that. So yeah, exactly. You can, you can get it for your 3DO that you definitely own. I, you know, I would never, I would never say that I'm not going to buy a 3DO. Why would you buy a 3DO? No. I, uh, I mean, John, we've played a 3DO. You were there. We have. We have. And, and <laughs> did 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 anything good? What happen did you select? While we Nothing. played it. Nothing good happened, but no, it doesn't mean... You know, you know what th- the best part of it was? It was it was Carly walking by and scoffing at the fact we're actually touching this thing and walking away looking disappointed. Mm-hmm. That, that was the highlight of it. That is kind of, that is kind of her MO, though. That's 3D, sort of, oh no, and that's just kind of gone. Her forte. Yeah. Why are you playing this? Yeah. Because it's here? <sighs> yeah. It also was like it's... 11 p.m. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it's like, that's pretty much us, though. It's like, yep, who's going to be playing 3DO at 11 p.m.? You know, when, like, no one else is around? Yeah, you you and me. (laughs) Gotta play it in the dark so nobody sees. Exactly. Um, So what have you been playing? uh, Let's see, I've been, you know, I haven't actually been playing any Monster Hunter because, you know, I took took a trip into the Wayback Machine because what I did is as kind of a side project, I was like, okay, I'm going to pull all of my old games out of storage and get kind of an inventory of what I have. So that leads me down several rabbit holes. Um, Uh I also, also, sideline of this is also the whole kind of um, uh, PS3 shop, PSP shop closing kind of thing, which made me... I'd actually lost the power cable for my PlayStation 3. I got the PS3 Fat. I mm. lost the power cable for that. I had to order one. But I had that up and running. And that that console in and of itself, it's funny because it's funny how game consoles now really become just complete time capsules. It's yeah. not even like it was like like way, way back when you were dealing with cartridges and stuff like that where, I don't know, I, I felt like the dates and times that you did things weren't as prominent back then. Like maybe you had a, like a save file Maybe it had a date on it. Maybe it didn't. Um, but now it's really, really like right there. Um, you know, right. I'm, I'm well, loading. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like when when I um, played near um, last year, I could tell that I had given up on the game in like 2011. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it I mean, told me. And, yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm looking at games that you know I installed on my PS3 back in like 2009. Oh yeah, and and it's just crazy. I mean, there's things on there, and actually, the craziest thing was I went through. Um, uh, so I I went on to the, the 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 store, just uh just to kind of see, and and of course there the rabbit hole that I went down there was, I was going through my download list, and it has pretty much every single thing I've ordered, I've I've purchased, every single thing that I've purchased, including like both, both legitimate purchases and purchases through PS Plus. For the last, uh, going back to 2007. So, that's just, and there's 658 items in that list. Um, some of them, some of them duplicated, but I, there's funny stuff in there. I have, I have access to every episode of Powers, if you remember that. 
<laughs> because uh, right. because Powers was included. I remember, remember when everybody was making fun of me for for uh, for jumping on PS Plus when it first came out. That was one of the things included with my PlayStation Plus subscription was every episode of Powers, which I've never watched, by the way. But by God, I have every episode of both seasons of Powers to access anytime I want. So screw all of you. Great. Um, and also uh, that the the core like Q O R E that show that was kind of like their foray into like uh, I don't know like here's what's coming up on you know on it was PS3 Nintendo sort week. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but, like uh, Xbox had the uh, Major Nelson's podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Nintendo had Nintendo Week, and and yeah, for some reason Sony had this thing. Yeah, yeah. So there was that, um, and there's just a lot of stuff like all of the, I mean, all the DLC on there, and also reminds me of like all the, just all the games, all the franchises I used to like that that Sony's just killed off. Which I'm just like, man, it just makes me sad. You like, mentioned you were mad at them. Last yeah, year. Wipeout, Motorstorm, you know, Killzone, Resistance, all these franchises that, you know, they're just gone. They're just completely gone. Because um, this was this to me was really the heyday of Sony for me, at least, when I really liked what they were doing. But um, no, that, that my PS3 was just like, it was crazy. So at some point, I got to go back on the, 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 the uh, PlayStation Store and, you know, figure out what PlayStation 3 games I actually want to download, if any. But I also pulled all my other games out of storage. And I don't know. Ask me anything. I have a bunch. What, what you, I've discovered. What, what what game did you not realize you owned? Um, uh, let me see here. So just just okay. So I pulled out, and there's actually more too. That's part of the that's the depressing thing where I think I found everything and I find more. Yeah. Um, like for example, I'll say, okay, wow, I found all of my, I found all of my GameCube games. Cool. Here they all are. And then I'll look in another box, and the box is like. Here's all my PS1 games, and then I open up my box of PS1 games, and there's GameCube games in with the PS1 games. I'm just like, son of a bitch. But the thing is, I have... It's not that I have an overwhelming amount of games for each console or handheld, right? It's just... It's the fact that I have maybe about, like, 25, 35, 40 games for each one, but it's, like, spread across, like, six or seven different consoles and handhelds. So you wind up like, yeah, here's 300 games. Yeah, it adds um, up. Yeah, yeah. There's a shelf behind me with exactly 280 something games on it. Yep. And it's like it it, it doesn't look like a lot of games because it's on a big shelf. And then yeah. you move them, and you're like, shit, that's a lot of games. Yeah, it's a lot of games. Um, a game that I didn't realize I had. There, I mean, there has to be one. Something where you went, oh shit. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Probably something. Well, there's. I have like a lot of oddball stuff like. Uh, that I think I probably got with like uh, collector's editions. Like I have the Metal Gear Saga Volume One and Volume Two. Oh, which which are like I think they're like um, they I mean, were they were like the PS3 things, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, because um, they had I like have, it had like the weird it was Konami Metal Gear Saga Volume. Yeah, they had like the weird collector's edition stuff on them. Yup. So yeah, and they're um. They're DVDs, but yeah, like Chapter 1, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, Chapter 2, 94 to 95 Metal Gear, and I don't even know... So that have been like a Metal Gear 4 tie-in? One of them, one of them I think did come with Metal Gear 4, uh, for sure, because I did get the, the collector's edition of that. Um, 
But yes, definitely some of this, the PS2 stuff that I have is really weird. I have, for whatever reason, I have like Wild Arms, Wild Arms 4 and Wild Arms 3. Hmm. Um, I like Wild Arms. Yeah, so, they're good games. I've never played. I've never played past the first two, so I'm curious if those are any good. Yeah. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne for PlayStation Two. Sure. Now being remade uh, quite soon for Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's coming yeah. out. Like it came out in Japan. It's coming out soon uh, in North America. Yep. Um, for some reason, I have. I don't know why, but I have Karaoke <laughs> Revolution presents American Idol. At some point, somebody probably said thought that would be a good idea, and maybe I was drunk and bought it. Excuse me, can you repeat that again? You had a really fun night. Sounds like Car- <laughs> Karaoke Revolution <laughs> presents American Idol. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, was 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 for for what system? Uh, this is for PlayStation American 2. American Revolution. Oh. That sounds uh, like Karaoke Revolution. Oh. <laughs> karaoke okay. Revolution. Amer- yeah, ca- yeah. American Revolution presents American I was, Idol. I'm sorry, I got those words really mixed up. I guess I thought it, I could get away with saying it quickly, just because who wouldn't know what karaoke revolution yeah, is? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's by—I mean, it's by Konami, right? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. Um, it predates all that rock band shit. Yeah, it's it's uh, it supports iToy. If you're wondering, yeah, I, I wasn't, but do do do. Yep. Now, um, now we have we have webcam at home. Yeah, I have uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. That was Fire one Pro. I was just, yeah, that was one I just uh, I was like I didn't even know I had this. Oh, um, with oh, yeah, Fire Pro, yeah. Did you find an Eye of Judgment? Oh uh, yeah, I still have that. I totally have that. I have um, <laughs> and actually, I have uh the uh, I have the one for I think PSP as well. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets I forgot deep. that was a thing, and they made they made me demo it at a Sony event once. Yeah, it was, like, uh, uh, it was like uh, it was like it had like a subtitle. It was like Eye of Judgment. Like I don't know, I forget what it was, but. Um, yeah, and all my, all my PSP games, every Extend Extra, um, didn't expect Loco, that. Okay. Yeah, Loco Roco. Um, let's see, let's see what else we got here for PS3. 3D Game Heroes is someone I'd love to play through at some point. Um, got all the Dead Spaces. Yeah, there's Eye of Judgment, Folklore. There you go. One we've talked oh, about. Oh yeah, that was yep. that the original. PS3 exclusive RPG. Yep. Yeah, I. So I last year <laughs> I so went pain, through my Guillaume. stuff. No, but like you know, like there there are some of those games that I, I kind of never really got around to playing, and then I tried to get around to playing them, and Folklore was one of them. And the fact that I made it much further and near than Folklore should tell you something, because yeah, I, yeah. I know that people right now near is having its moment, but it's um. Uh, it's not a fun game to play, and the, the, even the people that I see gushing about it right now uh, are not saying that it's fun to play. <laughs> That's not why they're playing it. Yeah. So, uh, Folklore is like playing it. I because of Yokotaro and like they like the idea oh. of the game. Okay, uh, you know, and the 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 characters. But anyway, so Folklore doesn't have that. It doesn't have Yokotaro, and it's not uh, it's not that it interesting like that's i don't know like i find that whole generation or at least the playstation 3 stuff like you go back to it and uh, you find out that hasn't held up as well as you'd think Mm -hmm. but maybe that's just me i i mean i think it depends on your expectation you're going in for you know there are 
there are games I've played PS3 in the last year or so, but I went in knowing like I know what this game is. I know what I'm stepping into. Hmm. Let's just let's just brace myself accordingly. And then you play it and you're like, Whew, yeah, that was that was exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, let's see what else. Um, None of the screenshots uh, of folklore look like real video games. No, no. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got all my Wii games. Um, more Moss of the Demon Blade. Oh, Metroid okay. Prime. Yeah, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Nothing too crazy here. Uh, let's tap House of the Dead Overkill, which is pretty cool. Um, Castle of Shikigami Three is a weird one. A little bit. That is a weird one. Uh, Blastworks as well. Um, but nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy in there. I got all my GameCube games out too. Chibi Robo, Eternal Darkness, Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, F Zero GX, rest in peace, F Zero. Um, no, they, yeah. they, they, look, Mister EAD killed them. There's no peace left for them. Yeah, I know. Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour, Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Yeah, yeah. None shall know the release of death from Mister EAD. Yeah. Time Splitters 2, Time Splitters. There's, well, a, there's there you a game. Go. Pokemon Snap escaped Mr. EAD, apparently. So, Well, I mean, he, they haven't shared a game yet. It's, well, Mr. EAD shows up in Pokemon Snap. You don't know everything about new Pokemon Snap. No, because you're here, and you would have not. You would have survived the experience either. <laughs> I saw a large, fat robot in a silver tinfoil suit, and my heart stopped. That's true. Um... I, I actually, John, have you played any of these yet? Uh, not, no, no. I mean, what's actually, jumping the, out at you? You know, uh, what's jumping out at me? I don't know. I mean, I, I because I did download a couple of new games for PSP. You know, what's what's actually uh, surprisingly good is um, the one game I was surprised I didn't have was on Vita since I'm such a Killzone uh, fan is Killzone Mercenary, which is actually oh. really a really good looking first person shooter on Vita. I'm surprised you didn't have it either, because yeah, that no. was a, that was a big push from them for that game. That yeah. was their we can do AAA games on this handheld game. Yep. Yeah, and actually, you know what's funny about that is, uh, you know, on Vita, how it says um, uh, when you play a game for the first time, it pops up with that little thing. It's like so and so has played this game for the first time. Uh, the person below me was uh, none other than Billy Berghammer, who first played Killzone Mercenary. Uh, I think actually, it says it's funny because it says. Um, Billy Berghammer, because you can choose whether or not, like when you when you purchase a game, you can choose whether or not you post it to your activity feed. So it says, you know, Billy Billy Berghammer played Killzone Mercenary for the first time, or uh, purchased it as uh, a PS Plus uh, game or something like that. So it basically, it was so in 2015, it was free on PlayStation Plus at some point, right? And uh, and so it says it says he got it off of PS Plus and then he played it for the first time, and I was like. Mm. Pour out a little liquor, Billy Berghammer. He's not dead. No, <laughs> no, he's not dead. I know he's not. Like, dead. Like, I, just, I haven't seen that guy forever, though. Uh, Actually, last got... time I saw Billy was in Seattle. By the way, I did see him. So I saw him at E3. I can't remember what year that was. Yeah. Uh, um. What? What? <sighs> What's what? jumping out at me is what you asked me. Yeah. Why would? Well, I guess. I guess as an aside, why would you want to hide games from your activity feed? What have you been playing? You know, there's, there's, uh, Japan's a it's a big country. It's not um, that big of a country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not small. It's not it's not Luxembourg, True. but you know, True. all kinds of all kinds of games out there, James. That's, that is that is you know 
I, I as somebody who goes through yep. the weekly we down or switch downloads. Yeah, there sure kinds, are all kinds of stuff. Yeah, um, what is jumping out at me uh, on PS3? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like the the kind of the most the weirdest games I have are probably on PSP. They're just really weird. Yeah, um, I mean, more more gr- more ground for experimentation on these smaller games. Yeah, like the these like. Sony's handhelds—they really interest me the most. I think they just have the most—they just have the weirdest stuff, and I just actually really like the hardware. It's really cool. I, um, I'm curious what you'd play, like if you could just pick one. Uh, well, I, I mean, I started playing like you know Killzone Mercenary, um, but just also stuff like uh, like um, like on PSP, like Ultimate uh, Ghosts and Goblins is oh yeah really difficult. Uh, but pretty cool. Um, I was, you know, playing like we talked about. Was playing uh, Motorstorm RC, um, which is neat. Um, if I had to play something out of everything that I have on PS3 right now, uh, strangely enough, um, when I when I turned on my my PS3 for the first time in probably who got four years, I would say it's been a long time. Uh, Gran Turismo Six, Gran Turismo Six was in the the, the disc drive. And I looked, and I actually looked, and I think like the last save file for it was like, I don't know, 2015 or something. So it's been a long time since I booted that up. But, you know, I don't know for PS3. Um, you know, it's like I would lean towards maybe one of the first-person shooters, but I've played the heck out of them, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'd be curious what you got, what you uh, what you played on you know, any system. It doesn't be PS3. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, everything I talked about, like on, on PSP and Vita, that was kind of the first stuff I, I went to because, uh, I mean, other stuff I played on Vita, um, I, I kind of went through the lists that were posted of th- these are the games that you need to have. Um, uh, Frobisher says on Vita is oh kind of, it's like, yeah, that's like, that's like a weird, like rip off of like, you know, um, micro games, like where you micro games. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know. It's, okay. It is different though. It does. It does a different yeah. kind of thing. It's yeah. it's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's a really weird game. Do you uh-huh. have uh crap? What's that game called? It's a PSP game that also just tries to do it. Uh, work time fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should you should look into work time fun. Yeah. No, it's pretty interesting though because I mean the the Vita has both the touch screen on the back. Well, the touch screen, the actual touch screen, and then like the kind of weird. The, the weird touch screen. pad back. Yeah, the touchpad on the back that, that it uses as well. Um, pretty hard to control in that respect. Sometimes it has you doing multiple things like touching the touch screen and also the back screen. It's like, I don't, I can't really do this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just playing through just a bunch of kind of, you know, smaller games like that. Um, do you have a tearaway? So that's the game that really made I, use of the back screen. Yeah, touch screen yeah and stuff. actually, you know, I do, and it's it's the only Vita game that I have a physical copy of. So, <laughs> which is funny because it's one of the games they they kept giving away on the PS Plus. I think. Yeah, I think I've got it for like everything at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but no, it's cool. Um, also got a let's see, Soul Sacrifice Delta, which is cool. That game's pretty neat. It's like a it's like a demonic monster hunter sort of game hmm. um so that's really cool um but it's also one of those games that came out on vita and sort of just got forgotten 
Yeah, launching a Monster Hunter like on Vita is it's a choice. Yeah. Um uh, let's see. Yeah. Just all kinds of stuff, but yeah, I have a lot of games. A, a lot of games. Cool. Um, I'm interested in hearing uh at, when you dig into it what you uh what you find, what the winners are, what the losers are, what surprises, that kind of stuff. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh I don't know. I don't know if anybody wins here, but I mean, these games win by being played. Yeah. I, I should really, like, what I've been thinking, though, is I look at all these games and I think I should really I should really actually get a proper streaming setup and stream you should. some it, of look, these it, games. It, because what I, what I will tell you is streaming now is cheaper than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can we expense it to the site? Talk to Neil. <laughs> hmm. I, 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 if you talk to Neil... Maybe- you know, maybe I want to do it myself, and I want to extend my brand, Guillaume. Maybe, you know? maybe you know, you as, a as a brand, off, right? as yeah. a no, no, <laughs> no, don't no, as as a brand ambassador of <laughs> of myself and my. Uh, can you be a brand ambassador of yourself? It feels like the craziest. Yeah, thing. people are brands I, now. Okay, yeah, so, I think as, as you a brand, definitely a brand. As yeah, a brand, James Jones is definitely a brand. <laughs> um, you know. As the brand of mm-hmm. 2021, um, I I, uh, I think you should get a streaming setup. But also as the brand of 2021, I, I don't appreciate the competition and I will break your kneecaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. but at least you're out there. With it was it. always like that. Is that how J&J Dream Factory ends? You both become your own brands? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this is this is the, the, the natural way this is going to evolve, right? Eventually, J&J... Becomes will J become so competitive. And J <laughs> becomes J Dream Factory and also J Dream Factory. Yes, yes, and then you mm. know eventually it'll just end in in a horrendous lawsuit <laughs> in which we'll both just lose our shirts. There, there's a there's a family the in dream, this town. The dream will be that, officially dead. Uh, there's a family in this town that's been making furniture since like the 1880s, but the family has had schisms. So like it's just the, the name of the family furniture. There's like five companies now that all have the name of the family and some permutation of furn- furniture makers in town just because of various schisms over the like 140 years. Oh boy, that's awesome. <laughs> but there's one situation where they're like across the street from each other. And I'm like, their great grandparents would have shot each other on site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like, this is fantastic. So imagine that, but with way more cocaine. Mm-hmm. Way more. Um, just, just. Discount cocaine too, like now, like now the cheap shit. The, I gotta say the one the one game that I don't have, I don't think, or at least I haven't found it, is the Conduit Two. And I could probably sold it. No, there's no way. I do have the Conduit. I do have the Conduit. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, hot. Eight point five in my hands. Ooh, hot, hot. Can't <laughs> no even pick one it has up. ever described an eight point five as hot. <laughs> I the think is this- what's great too. What's great is I have the conduit, the special edition. Yeah, with the headbanger. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have the headbanger? It's around here somewhere. It's in. Uh, yeah, it's it's in storage, but uh. Not that it's what's, useful. What's anymore. in here? What is in here? Okay, you got the manual, but there's another book here. Oh wow, a limited edition concept art book. Wow. I would like to point out this is an audio long play of John going through boxes he pulled out of his this storage. This might be the most visual stuff, podcast you might have had. <laughs> <laughs> Describe, be my uh, eyes, John Lindemann. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, the uh, the pages, they're so slick, so I, supple. I, 
we've we've talked in the past of like page one forward. Oh, page good. two, the conduit. Yeah, forward the conduit. Lord, we've talked in the well, past. Well, they actually have a foreword for the art book, is what I'm saying. We we have talked in the past, people who do uh, marketing for podcasts and advertisements, and um, I would like this to be our demo reel for the <laughs> next time this happens. Yeah. So I can make them try to make sense of whatever the fuck the show is and it's least comprehensible. Yeah. State. I forget yeah. what the opening is joke. episode like this? I for, oh, yeah. I forget what the opening joke was, but I remember it ended with Guillaume saying, yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> um i would i would also like to point out that uh john has turned this into a storage wars live stream so we're having a good time <laughs> together yeah with podcast i mean friends. I, I think it's funny that i have that for we i have pro evolution soccer 2008 i think that's great like what the hell am i ever gonna do with that i'm never gonna play that again i mean you're gonna you're gonna learn the beautiful game I guess I am i mean if it doesn't have microtransactions i don't even want to play that the stuff beautiful really. boring game yeah you heard me. Rest of the world, it's yep. boring. James just doesn't. He doesn't appreciate it because yeah, it's boring. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Yes, I it's don't. Fine, You're right. I, mean, I don't yeah, care. The referees, they're yeah. always correct in that game, so it's boring. That's right. <laughs> I need. I need the referees to be wrong consistently. Well, they don't have to actually referee. They just like throw a couple cards out and then they tack on 15 minutes to the end of every single game they, because they, time doesn't matter. Yeah, and they watch the guy who just got the thing sprayed and is instantly healed, but they throw up a red card because that must have been a nearly fatal blow if it took the yeah. magic spray to make him feel better. Yeah, he got kicked in the shin, so obviously it's like being shot with a rifle, but hey. <laughs> shot by a sniper in the stands. Yep. Just goes down in a heap. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, kids, uh, if you have a storage bin of stuff, here's what I want from you. I want you to go op- go to your storage bin, open it up, and document what's in it and send it to us. We want to hear what you got. Because yeah, this is actually weirdly fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, Especially it's, yeah, it's interesting. It in a long time. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is probably, the, I mean, these games, I mean, my PlayStation 2 games, I mean, I was I was buying them in like good, I mean, the early 2000s. I yeah, mean, it's these like are 2000, old games. 2000 to 2006. Yeah. And I mean, I even have more stuff. I mean, I have. At some point, the thing is, too, it's like once what I find is that once people find out that you're kind of like a video game person, you'll just accumulate stuff. Like I had a buddy once. He was just like he had an N64 in a box with a bunch of cartridges and he's in his garage and he's just like, hey, you like video games, right? I'm like, yeah, here, take this N64. And so now I have like an N64 back there that I I don't even know he if it gave works. It to you like it's a cursed object. Yeah, he just well, gave it to me. That's actually how I got the Saturn. Like uh, uh, yeah. a friend of Karen's was on Facebook was like, "Well, I'm moving. Does anyone want the Saturn, this N64?" And I was like, "Well, I'll take the Saturn." And so uh, yeah, Karen case, got it for me. In your case, it actually was a cursed object because you then turned around and spent two hundred dollars for the opportunity to play Bug. Uh, but I always was, you know, curious about bugs. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I yep. was always curious about bug. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, that's it. It's the curiosity that kills you, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. Xander, <laughs> take this to heart. Take this to heart, man. Never, never buy physical video games. Just don't buy anything. <laughs> never buy be happy. It makes, never. It makes moving so yeah, much easier. I, from, never be happy. Take this to heart. From having always be sad. <laughs> From having moved like ten times in the past five years for college, and then now having my own my first apartment, I can definitively say I am on team digital because moving that stuff <laughs> sucks. 
It sucks. Yes, it yeah, does. Absolutely. Should should you buy physical if you're buying copies of Bug? I don't think you have a choice. Well, I'm not buying anything, but <laughs> what you do, you. I mean, Saturday. Right, we just, have to end yeah. the show on this moral it's, turpitude. Yeah, end this, please. We've already we've 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 covered all the spots. We've already you know gone through. We've gone through my backlog and insulted uh, soccer. So yeah. not football. Yeah. And soccer. you know, like it's not as if buying an actual copy of Bug would support anyone. But I I, I swear to you, when Sega releases their Bug NFT, I'll, I'll consider it. <laughs> God damn it! They're gonna do you that. Know, you know, that's uh, that's the thing nowadays. That could very well happen, and that would probably fetch. No, a high it price. will happen. We just. I sent yep. you the article, didn't I? Yep. yep. I know. Yeah. I mean, I saw it. I saw the one with uh, with Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, heck, Jap. I sent, James, I sent John an article in a language he doesn't speak. So, but it, there's guys, there was enough. There were enough words there to, to <laughs> fill in the blanks. I mean, there's guys getting drafted today that have NFTs, James. Of course they did. Yeah. John Morant NFTs. John, it's a big deal. Uh, NBA man. NFTs is like maybe the I market. Should, oh god. Man, maybe I should make an NFT. No. A tub time NFT? That'd be uh, somebody would buy that for sure. I want to die. All right. Well, <laughs> emails you can send them to RFN at NintendoRollToPort.com. Please don't send us your pitch for NFTs. Please don't send us your inventory of games you find in storage lockers. They don't have to be yours. A bolt cutter makes them all yours. That's true. It happened it's, to me. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Um. Uh, oh, did you, did you get your storage locker rated? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, m- music. So, actually, before I do music, John, I apologize. I have a plug. I have a plug for you. If you have given $1 to patreon.com slash NWR, that's patreon.com slash NWR, you need to go to patreon.com slash NWR right now. Right, Stop this podcast. Go there and find a new RFN podcast that is waiting for you there. Listen to that, then come back and finish up this one. I'll wait. Okay, now that you're back, that episode was about, and I'm telling you about a podcast you just listened to because you're going to follow directions because I'm important to you and this relationship is important and you want to foster it. It was about uh, GBA games from 2001. Guillaume picks out quotes from reviews of of PGC and we guessed the games, and Johnny put a emoji or an emoticon in his review. I I can't I can't make this shit up. So if you're into serious gaming, I can tell you right now that's the episode for you. Oh yeah, you've got your serious gamers, your hardcore gamers, hardcore serious <laughs> gamers. Like there's a whole taxonomy of there. There's are, like, nuances, layers. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a hardcore serious hardcore mm. gamer. Yeah. Um D- you know, different from your retro serious gamers. Yeah, those of are course. not yeah, to be confused with people. retro hardcore serious gamers. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 more what what I call myself when on my business card. But you can listen to that right now for $1 if you haven't been giving us a dollar a month. First off, that hurts. Secondly, it's available right now. There's 22 episodes of the RFN Patreon exclusive, plus other content. But we know you're here to hear about Bram Stoker's Dracula. And we can help you right now for a dollar. But also these these quizzes. So get 
on it. Patreon.com slash NWR. Secondly, emails, rfn and nintendoworldreport.com. Send them to us. Send us your full inventory of games that you own in storage lockers that you may or may not have the legal right to enter. It, tell me what they got. I want to know. I want to know what we got. We can, we can, maybe we can make a deal. Let's, let's do some business. Just let us know. But also, you can send us questions about the show. Or, uh, well, I mean, you can send us questions about the show, but you can send us questions about the whatever's on your mind, preferably gaming related, but I guess it doesn't have to be. We may not choose to read it, but I don't know. Surprises are the spice of life, I guess. Um, Xander, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Morning Shark. Um, I just kind of post some screenshots of me playing Animal Crossing uh, and sometimes Mario Kart on there. Um, as far as if you want to follow my art stuff, I've got a website. It's com. I haven't updated it in a minute, but now that i got a full-time job, I'm probably going to. Not that it- yeah, I, I find full-time jobs give me more time to do <laughs> Exactly, yes. Um, uh, eventually, I'm going to be pimping out a, uh, a Mario Maker stream with you, James. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. I, every every week that passes that it's not done makes me dread. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I want to die already. All right. Well, on that stall. Wait, what's the music? Note, I, it's got to be Johnny Bazooka. <laughs> I was about to transfer into the music. <laughs> But the setup is ruined. Oh, I'm sorry. That's twice I've ruined what I was going to say. But on that, it's time for us to go. But first, music. Greg, what is our music this week? Oh, no. Actually, no. Because Greg is Greg is responsible. He sent us, or, or rather, he thinks I'm not. He sent us an email of music this week, which I greatly appreciate. Thank you, Greg. Um, This was requested... By MASB all the way back in October 2019. However, Greg has picked this um, because we are now two weeks away from the release of the Switch remake of Super Fam of the Super Fam. Well, it's it's a Switch remake of Famicom Tante Club Part Two, Ushiro Nitatsu Shoujo. But specifically, this is the title theme. Of the Super Famicom version of it. So, on that, enjoy this fine music, which will be coming to you as a remake very soon. Which, again, you can thank RFN for. Santa, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. John, thank you for unloading your pile of games onto our lives. Always my sort of pleasure. (laughs) Guillaume, thank you for all of this, but most importantly for introducing me to Johnny Bazooka (laughs) Town. So much regret. (laughs) That's the the RFN motto. And on that, bye, everybody. Bye. Later. Take care.